0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Total 90 Premier League podcast. This is your favourite time of the week. This is my favourite time of the week. And I am Nick Brown, Frowny Brown, from Frowny Brown Town. Week 2 is in the books and on today's show we're talking the curse of Wembley continuing with Tottenham bowing out to Chelsea. United make it 8 goals in 2 games after scoring about 4 goals in 5 seconds. Our boy Aaron Moy takes it out and makes it 2-0 for Huddlesfield as well as all the future transfers. And as we look ahead to week three's fixtures. And of course, I'm not alone. I'm joined by the great Liverpool supporter, Mickey Kennedy. How are we doing after week two of the Premier League?
1: Uh, feeling a lot better uh, than I did this time last week. As I said last week, it's a week's a long time in football, and I'm glad this week's coming around. Uh, probably feeling a little bit better than you.
0: Yeah, um, look, yeah. I'm not feeling too good. Um, yeah, we're, we're not going to talk about that this week, are we?
1: Uh, that's all we're going to talk about this week, I <laughs> think
0: it's the it? top story, isn't it?
1: Yeah, for a man that drags me through the hot coals when Liverpool lose, I'm sure as excited to do this show as we come into the first game that we're going to talk about today, and that's the uh, Tottenham v Chelsea game. Do you want to tell us more, Nick, or should I start?
0: Oof, okay, I watched I watched the game, so I'll, I'll give you a little rundown. Yeah. Um, we lost. <laughs> we lost. <laughs> it was Chelsea obviously won 2-1, Um this was a tough game. This is at Wembley Stadium. Um, you know you were asking, you've been leading up and saying that, is this Wembley curse real? And I'm starting to believe. I'm oh, starting. I'm
1: definitely I'm... starting to believe. You know what? It was a questionable, you know, thing. when the Wembley and the Tottenham, you know, factor. I think the stats are seven and ten that you've lost. Yep. At Wembley, um, now after this weekend, and to be honest, you, you play, you were coming into playing a Chelsea side that was full of turmoil, really. And they've come out and uh, beaten you 2-1, even after Bachelorette tried his best to uh, salvage a draw for you. Um, it, it's, you know, the pressure on them, on that stadium and, and how you guys are going, definitely from a side that didn't lose at home last year, uh, to losing your first game at Wembley, the pressure's building, it really is. Yeah, um,
0: this makes next week all the more important for Spurs. It was one of those games that, um, as I said last week, it's almost like we are were- like, it just seemed like a game we were going to lose just because we were expected to win. Uh, it was one of those, it was a hard game to judge because if you look statistically, Spurs should have won about 3 0. But yeah. obviously, that's not how football was done. Alonso's goal, first of all, that free kick was just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it uh, un- definitely. Was unstoppable. A- I, got, I got a little stat of his last 10 free kicks. He scored three, he's hit the woodwork five times, and he's missed twice. This is it like this is serious serious stats there, and, yeah. I, and I, are we I,
1: looking at one of the, uh, the 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 next Roberto Carlos in a way maybe oh, was, big call? That's, that's a very big call, but with stats like that, maybe it's warranted.
0: Well, it's like it was a bit annoying because that goal, unfortunately, really it kind of not not robbed us, but it kind of it changed the game because yeah. after that Chelsea were able to hang back and let Spurs come to them. That's why the stats were all looking all in favour of Spurs. Uh, Murata obviously he missed an absolute sitter of a header. That, that, that header at in. the
1: start was, and that you know we look we probably look back and then, like this is a huge call to make, but I'm going to make it already. You know, say so that that header goes in, right? He scored two goals in two games. He's not, He's going to move on to bigger and better things. I'm not saying that he's not going to do that now, but. Um, it just changes
0: his ego a bit. I think it just gives him that, that more of a. He was so quiet after yeah. the game, I must admit, as well. He was, you know, he's rarely sighted. I think, you know, he only looked like he had about four touches through the whole game. Um, yeah, you know, there's a lot more to talk about. Uh, you know, we look at Harry Kane once again, not scoring. Hitting the woodwork, Again, again two weeks in a row. This is,
1: it's the same thing that's happened in, and I've noticed this with Harry Kane with the previous seasons as well. Um, no goal yet in August. Yep. But you see it happen. You see the goal coming. That's yep. that, that's the difference between him and, and the striker that, that you, you know, is struggling for form. When they're struggling for form generally, there's no sight of a goal. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You go, when is this guy going to score? Because every time he touches the ball, it looks like he's going to do nothing with it. Harry Kane's hit the post twice, looks good on the ball, and and the instinct is there that... You can't you can't buy, you can't teach, and it it really is only a matter of time before they just start slipping on the inside of that post.
0: Yeah, it's um it a hundred percent and you know, to full full credit to Conte for actually his strategies actually were fantastic. He found a way to nullify alley Ericsson didn't do much. Yep. Russo Dembele was fantastic, as as he always is, was yep. our best player by an absolute mile. Yo, know, um the only reason really and the only play that, to me, or players that really uh, were at fault, were Wanyama, who lost the ball before they scored that second goal, yep. and Loriz, who missed you know missed the, um, that easy save. I would say I would I, I would have almost, back I would back you in to save that. In yeah,
1: all I don't know. Like I know it's all about getting your gloves onto it these days, and he was dropping low. But wouldn't you just like? It sounds crazy, but it's almost like something that he could have just tweaked his foot and just easy it out. Yep. Yeah. It's all about diving on it these days, and he almost dived over it to a degree. Like, I swear it would have hit his foot, but he's just dived onto himself.
0: It looked like he was trying to miss it, miss the ball. Uh, You know, funny stat you're talking about, Harry Kane. Um, Bastoye now has more goals for Spurs in August than Harry Kane.
1: (laughs) Well, he's really a player that I I wanted to bring up with you, Nick. Um, He's... Coming to this season, everyone was questioning Morata's ability. Now, this was his chance This at the start of this year, really, I think, for him. If he ever had a chance at Chelsea to really maybe have a really good start of the season, his first game against Burnley, um, a lower team, we'd all agree, at, at that stage yep. of the year. Um, comes on them for a Spurs at Wembley, which statistically they're not good at and proved to get on the weekend. And he's had a horrible start, and it it really doesn't paint a good picture for him. You know, An own goal, which... Jesus Christ, it looked good off the head. He was, did at the other end. I would have said it was a great header, kind of thing. Um, it's it's really starting to look very bare up front for Chelsea if Murata cannot score a goal because, th- like, they had the win on the weekend, but it, it's really a bandage over a, a big wound. I think at Chelsea.
0: Well, you know, if new players are going to come through for Chelsea. They are. I, I don't think they're they're done buying. I think they've got yeah you know, they've got a couple of players out. Of course, they're going to bring them in. Yeah. Um. It's huge. I think one of the big things, and you know, we'll t- talk about Wembley, and this won't be the last time we talk about Wembley throughout the year. But well, something that I noticed, and I've heard a couple other people say this, is that Wembley is actually a very slow pitch. It doesn't zip off like it does at White Hart Lane, and I think that that's yeah. something that, like slowing up the play. And that you know, Spurs are uh, so good at moving the ball quickly and moving it through through our uh, midfields and that, and working it through to Harry Kane. It just didn't seem to happen, like, and it just seemed like the ball was slowing up a bit more. Um, yeah, like I heard someone say, it was probably a good way of putting it, if Spurs played like that every week, we'd win most games, but Chelsea just seemed to have something over us and like yep. they always, you know, as as it is, any kind of London derby or any kind of derby. you're Your financial level. Exactly, and teams will rise just because they want to beat your rivals.
1: Yes, exactly right. Um, I also think that was clearly evident is the lack of fullbacks. I think Danny Rose, uh, yep. Trippier playing there, Um. You know, not Kyle Walker there. You know that the right back position not as bad, but you know Rose and uh, Walker together, both, you know, it stages key players for your team, and um, they weren't there on the weekend, and it showed. You know the run and, and all all that, and the the crate. You know those chances that they create by that run and getting back to defend, I thought was pretty e- like evident that they, they were
0: lacking. Yeah, definitely. I think that um, you look at you know, when, when teams can nullify our midfield players or our attacking players like Ali, like Ericsson. that has been walking, right? where that's, yeah, that's when yeah. they can create it. And that's when they open up space for the midfielders as well because yep. they draw players to them. Um, Davies and Trippier didn't quite have that. I was a bit worried when Sissoko um, came on. I you know, I said at start of the season he might have a good se- season. I'm already off him again. Yep. Yeah, that's that's just football. We I go enough. I'm i week to week on some players. I swear. And um, you know, bringing Jansen on that was you know, again another sub that I'm not confident with. Um, son coming on definitely great. Is
1: such a game with such magnitude. Yeah, like, and I not being in a controlling position.
0: Exactly. And I, I, I son coming on's great, but son's you know in a cast. He's got he's got an arm cast on, yeah. and like, there's only so much he can do. He's obviously not playing to 100. He's what he's running. Yeah. really odd right now. And he just doesn't seem to get full pace on him. It's, you know, it's a tough loss. It's, you know, this week against um, Burnley is going to be huge. Like, you know, playing, playing there again, you um, need to get
1: the monkey off the back. It really, you really need to go out there and, Beat Burnley 3-0. Yeah, City it
0: was probably one of the hardest, the, one of the worst teams you could get first up playing at Wembley, Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, so it's not it's not like a crippling loss, but it is something that is going to keep playing mentally on people's minds as the season goes on.
1: And yeah, the pressure's not, it's, it's only going to build, you know, like in, unless you put two or three wins in a row. Um, you know, every club has their, has their talking point and unfortunately for Tottenham, this is it. And for a team that was so strong at home last year, um, they really they really needed to have a big result against um, Burnley this and week.
0: And also on the Chelsea side, uh, William was fantastic. Kante was fantastic. Yep. Dava Luiz played really well, playing a bit more up as well was, yep. at times. Um, well, you- Kante
1: and... Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Bakayoko. Bakayoko. That's what I was getting mixed up. They look very good together. They're very quick, cover a lot of ground. And mm. um, the workload for Kante definitely seems a little lighter. Um, I know he had Matic last year, but I think is a lot
0: more fitter and I th-
1: leaner. And, I and, think that um, and
0: Matic might have complimented Kante a bit more, just kind of because they play a bit differently. Like yeah, Yoke, yeah. Um, Kante's a bit more box-to-box, where Matic can sit back a bit more. Uh, Bakayoko, they seem similar players. It will be interesting to see as the season goes on, if they can coexist and they can get along.
1: I, th- I think they can. I, I think the, the one thing that, like, like, obviously that's their first game together in the Premier League, so they're, they're learning, they're learning, but... Yep. God, they look quick. You know, oh, yeah. the you know you see Tottenham trying to move that ball into that you know that's that that front third, and you see Bakayoko and Kanté just bang there before you even know it, yeah. and one pass bang, Kante's there, you know, next pass Bakayoko's there, kind of thing. So they they are going to be you know like little bull terriers really. Yeah,
0: it was, and it was almost like Kanté Bakayoko versus Dembele and Wanyama. It was like a battle of the titans because those yeah. those are just four of the you know the biggest strongest players in the Premier League and it was a fascinating battle and you know if it wasn't I think Dembele was you know on par with um, Bakayoko and Kanté easily but um Wanyama was the person who kind of let him down on yep. the ball Wanyama is very vulnerable he's fantastic holding people off but his actual touch is not yeah, very not good. As good
1: yeah yeah um, well, that comes with being the bigger type of player that's, yeah,
0: yeah exactly he'll get better um I you know Wanyama's is fantastic I still think he was one of the best buys of the of last summer yep. but Yes, yeah, look, we'll move on because I don't want to get I don't want to get too angry today. Um, you're I was not- trying to wind you up. I was <laughs>
1: trying to talk about that all
0: night. United. Um, look, I guess another statement. You know, this is they're looking pretty good, aren't they?
1: Yeah, they're looking pretty uh, unstoppable, really. Um, you know, the first few games, I wouldn't say they've, they've been challenged exceptionally with the teams they've played.
0: Well, according to you, West Ham, we're gonna um, we're gonna you know challenge for top yeah, six. So I,
1: I did say that too, but. <laughs> On that performance at the start of the year, I thought they made him look like schoolboys, to be honest. And after this week, I'm really kind of. uh very frightened of the comments I made at West Ham early um, <laughs> But we'll talk a bit more about that later Swansea could have had a good start uh, Jordan AU hit the post in, in very early on in the game Which I thought was a very smart crack at
0: it really Unru- I was so, that would have been That was very impressive the, That would have been one of the best that. goals like, of yeah, the year. just
1: I don't know what, like I don't know where to get De Gea was positioning himself Because he just expected the cross And I yeah. think everyone did yeah. And then when he flicked that in with the outside of his foot I thought that was very creative I'm um, very unlucky
0: it, the whole first half was actually really competitive. I thought until United got that first goal, it was really even. It was it was end-to-end. End. It was really attacking football. It was really great to watch and to actually see it ended up being 4-0 is kind of... I feel like it was a bit of injustice to Swansea. I think that they played better than that.
1: Yeah, it was quite... Uh, do you think that the 4-0 to West Ham was maybe injustice a little bit as well? Do uh, you think that was more... I, I
0: think that was a bit more warranted, to be honest. I think that they... From minute one, United were on top of West Ham yep. to me, at yep. least. And Swansea here had their chances, and it's not like they didn't take them. They created a lot of chances out of nothing as well. Just like that poster, like there was no, he had no right to do that, really. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, and that was fantastic. Nearly, you know, if that went in, who knows what
1: happens to the game? Yeah, well, it does change the complexion of it, really. Um, they, I think they're struggling. Swansea, I can't see where the goals are going to come from this year. I know Jordan is playing there, and Laurente, and a couple of others. But it is a very scary thought what they've got coming up for them this year. Mm. Um, Lukaku scores again. Yep. Um, you know, one-on-one with the keeper pretty much by the end he took that shot. Yeah, But he should be putting that away. But he is putting it away, so yep. that's the question. Pogba, very smart finish with a little chip over the keeper. Yeah. Um, he looks so much more free now that Matic is coming to this team. And, you know... As I said last week, we'll see the best of Pogba this year, and he's already started with a couple of goals, so yeah. he's definitely moving in the right direction. Um, our Man Martial, is, Woo-hoo. you know, he's got to start surely. But this is probably why this, they're playing so well at the moment. You know, you got someone who comes on that late in the game and and makes it not only you know a impact, but it just changes the shape of them. You know, um, in the last in the last ten minutes, you know, United you know, scored five goals this year. That's exactly it. And, they, um, and they, uh, even more so in the play, even more the last five minutes, of, you know, well, scored
0: four. fantastic Martial, fantastic. I was telling you off air that um, Martial's been on the, the pitch so far for 25 minutes of the Premier League season. He's scored two goals and one assist. His goal against Swansea was just class. Like, it was just the yeah, definition just a, of class, yeah. wasn't it? Like
1: It reminded me of um, his first goal against Liverpool. Just that the, the coolness on the and calmness on the ball, just the, the cutting that little bit, just to open the shot up but not enough to throw that defender in play and just put it into a place where the, the keeper had no chance and, and and that's why he's so good.
0: And I think that um you know you're saying five goals in the in the last 10 minutes of the game like five out of eight goals in the last 10 minutes so it shows that this team can run out games. It yeah. shows that you know when teams are tiring and I know you know you can argue where West Ham and Swansea are I think Swansea will be relegated but that's just me. Um will they look uh, it's still uh, you still yeah. need to do it early. and yeah. if you can do it against the poor teams it means when you come up against the Chelsea's that it's gonna become, yeah, you know, it's gonna become instinctive to do that, and they're gonna run games out. Martial is probably the best bench player in the comp. He would, he would be in the starting team for any other team. I don't care who it is, even Man City, I would put him in. the...
1: You're st- gonna be in starting Man City. I would put him in my team. I don't know. If, I don't
0: think. Uh, I would put him in over. Depends. I'd put him in. I play one up front, and I'd play, and I'd put. Um... But you leave Agüero on the bench. Yeah, I put one of them on the bench. Yep. You can't put Agüero on the bench. Uh, you just, you just love Agüero. We're not going to get into the fandom of Agüero.
1: But <laughs> I, I love Martial. You know that I've been on him for years. But a fantastic. He's player. not taking over Agüero not okay. just yet. But okay. he is definitely a player that he shouldn't be playing on the bench. Maybe I'm just a bit. Excited. Not even at United. I'm just a
0: bit excited. <laughs>
1: About what? About Martial, mate. Well, I've been excited about it for years, and no, you've been telling was, me to keep a lid on it.
0: Spurs, Spurs have put in a twenty-five million dollar bid. <laughs> oh, <more. laughs>
1: what a disgrace that is! Like seriously, like what, is it? Was that as a joke? Like was, was Daniel oh. Levy just laughing when he sent that check through? <laughs> Might as well just have a crack. I would love it. to see Mourinho's like reaction when he saw that check. Like honestly, that was that, that's disgusting. All
0: right, well, we'll move we'll move on from that um, to a
1: game that makes us both happy. Yeah, this
0: game makes us very happy. Uh, Stoke going over Arsenal one 0 This is. I watched the whole game and, yeah, it's great. I love it. Yeah, well, Nantovic
1: will be probably looking over his shoulder right now and thinking, if wondering if he's made the right decision. Uh, his replacement, Jesse Rodriguez, which is, you know, I had my reservations because I read up a little bit about him and um, he had a loan in the La Liga side while he was at PSG. He wasn't great at PSG when he went there and he had the loan. He wasn't great there either. So um, I was interested to see, you know, How he was going to go in the Premier League, which is, you know, notably a harder one. Um, You know, I I was pretty sure PSG were pretty keen on the sale. Yeah. Stoke wanted the loan to see how he went. He started off great. That goal was a cool finish. You know, he ran into the right spot, left foot, bottom corner. Um, I wouldn't have said uh, many keepers would have got that.
0: Yeah, that was instinctive. That was just like, that somebody knows where the goals are at all times. He um, he made a few really great runs in the first half as well. And just like, it was just weird to see some of the Arsenal defenders was just... It's almost like they weren't used to people trying to take them on, and when they did, it was just like whoa, they just whoa, didn't know yeah. what to do. Like, oh shit! Like, you know.
1: well, it, it just raises more questions over that Arsenal defence that we, we did say last year, uh, last week, sorry, that they they're in trouble defensively, and it's shown here. Um,
0: oh, do you reckon Jesse's better than Anatovich? Oh, I reckon definitely. Uh, yeah, well, okay, so something that I will say about the whole thing is that Stoke released a video on their Facebook, like, announcing it, and, like, in their video, they they were talking, and they kind of took the piss out of Anadovich a little bit, they saying that Anatovic went to West Ham because he wanted to go to a bigger club, and then they started rounding off all the accomplishment of Jose Rodriguez, and, um, yeah, and then they announced him. But they, he's a lone player. They didn't have him board him. Like, don't you think that that's a bit weird to make like such a massive announcement of a player that you've just kind of you've got for maybe six months, and then like yeah, you he know, could get called back if he needs.
1: Yeah, he'll definitely won't get called back. I and I could put my life on that one.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, like, it's
1: PSG. They ain't. They can't have him. <laughs> like, they don't want him. Like, they don't even it, want Draxler.
0: Yeah, that's that's we'll get into that later. But it's just it's a really weird announcement because I, I don't even know if there's really a buyout clause available at the moment for it. So I, I think they
1: would be. They surely they'd have something there, Stoke. Otherwise, you know, it depends what's if they the can, point of it. But
0: like up. as he's playing right now, he's he'd probably be out of their price range at the moment. Yeah, well he? that's
1: exactly right. They probably wish they paid that extra money for him and and just got him on a permanent basis. Um a couple of big talking points in the game. I thought the Bellerin, um, he got dragged down into the box deep into the Stoke City box and I think it was a penalty you know do you, look you? At the re- yeah I do I, I looked at a couple of the replays and I thought he definitely took him down um, mm. Is Um what you don't agree
0: I don't know it's, it's a tough one like you know the deeper you are the more people are more prone to kind of just fall over I, it's very hard to see if like it was just he heard it he felt a touch and he's just like I'm just going and just to me, and somebody who does that a little bit. He... Well,
1: that's, well, that's where it brings up a good point really is the reputation of, you know, the player that goes down oh, yeah. affecting the decision, you know. Um, For sure. You know, this, there's players out there that probably would have made this, you know, the same, you know, taken down the same way and probably got given a penalty just because they have a better reputation of being honest. And, and I wonder if that's playing on the minor of the referees now, and, and, and in, a, in, a, in a game where the referee knows every single player, let's be honest, it's yeah, all yeah, world names, you know, the household names, um, they would have a fair idea of who the people that are likely to fall over and who are the people that are likely to, you know, generally get ta- taken down. So um, I wonder if that's come back to bite better in. I honestly think it was a penalty by looking at yeah. the, the, the replays.
0: It was touch and go, I think. I think uh, it could yeah. have gone either way. Both like If you went one way, I would have been complaining the other way, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's yeah. the way we roll, isn't it? Yeah, of course.
1: Um, and, uh, another massive talking point is, like I said, goal. Another header um, called offside, though. The replays show you that, oh, Jesus Christ. I wouldn't have caught. No way that was
0: offside. In my opinion, there was no way. That was, that was, oh, clear, that was a clear goal. I don't
1: know. I thought it was
0: offside. The, what, the one they one they got in just banged, yeah. banged it in the corner? Yeah, in the header. You're, it wasn't a header. He okay. banged it in. Yeah, banged oh, it in. Oh yeah, but yeah. Sorry, yeah, sorry. I, I didn't think that was. I thought that was. Oh, no, you can see. You can see, you
1: can see his leg, but you see his leg. that pause
0: moment, right? Yeah, you can see his leg. It, just it's just, but like those are the ones that I think that but that's be, offside. I know, but it's it's a clear cut rule. It's a very stiff one. Like, it's stiff, but it's it's the rule. It's very stiff. I if look, put it this way, if that happened to Liverpool, you'd be going, "Come on, ref!" Like. Put it in.
1: Oh, I would have been like, "That's onside by my...
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> but like, uh, look at me as a Spurs supporter. I thought that that was really unfortunate. Wenger came out and basically said it wasn't offside. Like, just he was very upset. Seems like with old age, Wenger's getting even more angry. He's um, getting
1: more desperate now, isn't he?
0: Well, you know, it is. It's desperate ties. and you, I know you were talking about this before. You were saying you yeah, Arsenal, you know, with Arsenal fan TV and that on YouTube. They're already turning.
1: At- well, they were turning, as I said, as I said last week. They were turning at a half time of the first open oh, opening yeah. game, and I just wanted to make this clear for the Arsenal fans again, if there's any one of them listening, um, yep. if they're not, I can't imagine them be listening. I can imagine them being home complaining about the results still. <laughs> um, that it is the second game of the year, disappointing results, but there was a few decisions that, if went your way, you would have won two one. I think.
0: Yeah, um, they should have scored. Um, yeah, they had a lot of chances. Wellbeck had. An absolute plethora of chances. Like it's just he's somebody that would be so frustrating. I feel like Arsenal are the kings at this. They just have so many frustrating plays to have, have Walcott, Like Walcott, Ox. Ox, exactly. Yeah. Um another player who played incredibly poorly and yeah, you know, we're saying at the defense, their midfield is horrible. I'm sorry, but Xhaka cost him that goal, lost the ball, yeah. very much like Wanyama did. And uh Ozil, which is a very interesting comment Stephen Gerrard make made was when Arsenal aren't in possession, it's almost like they're playing with 10 men because Ozil just is unaccountable and will not will not backtrack.
1: Uh, it, it stinks of a player who th- he thinks he's bigger than the club, really, isn't it? Like, when well, they're not willing to they go back and try and help the team out. Like, could you imagine Ozil doing that when he was playing at Madrid? Oh, God, no. Because no. you know,
0: no. he knew he knows there would be consequences there, but there's no consequences when you're considered to be, probably at the moment in their squad, their best or their second best player. Exactly right. And, and unfortunately... For Arsenal, I
1: can't see that changing anytime soon. Definitely with a man that seems like he wants to go anyway, Um, you know, according to a few reports. So that's not going to get any easier for your Arsenal fans. Um, You know, they they had seventy-seven percent possession and still couldn't get a goal, which is. You know, I think it's the last, time they, the last time they had that much possession in a game. It was the Invincibles' year. So yeah. it's saying something, and it's saying something about Stokes' defence, really. Yeah, I was going to say, off.
0: Zuma uh, played really well. Uh, yeah. He's somebody who, are, at the moment, is looking like a really quality signing. Like, you know, 1-0 yeah. to Everton. Hard, hard game at Goodison. We'll always going to Goodison Park playing yeah. Everton, conceding only one goal. Fantastic goal it was. But, yeah, you know, it shows that, you know, maybe, it, who knows if it's, you know, Arsenal just not being attacking enough and not moving enough, or is it Stoke being better in defence? It's just it's one of those ones could go either way, especially this early in the season. You know, yep. teams are still trying to find their feet. I want to just bring you what, with one thing before we get off Arsenal. Uh, Jack Wilshire played in the under twenty three. Got sent off. Got sent off. Now, did you see this? No. I okay. Didn't. So basically, what happened? I knew he got sent off, but yeah, he got sent off. He basically had a moment ma- moment of what I call moment of madness, where uh, you know he got rid of the ball, play just kind of collided with him afterwards, and like it was. Real rough tackle to be fair. Like just kind of body on body, just massive shoulder to him. Uh he got up and he really you know, he was real upset about it. Like you and yep. like, you kinda of pushed
1: for a man it. that's gone through so many injuries as well probably, you know, a yeah everybody a was going thing.
0: like you know, like saying that's pathetic to do like you know, and these are these are young players, under twenty threes of course, and like some of them looked you know, some of them looked fifteen to be honest. Like, yep. I don't know how old they were. Uh, I tagged my like my Arsenal mate. In this and his comment back was, you got to feel sorry for him to be honest. How many times has he been injured from a late, poor challenge? Which brings a, which actually I thought raised a really good point because, like, you know, if you're if you cop a late challenge and you've you know, he's obviously done that a couple of times and been seriously injured, if every time that happens, you're going to be feeling you're going to be fearing for your career, yes, yep.
1: Definitely someone like him, he, he's renowned for the injury, you know,
0: yeah. And it's like, it's I'm not, you know, it's not good what he did, you know, he's pushing players and like, you know, he's really, he was real angry, like, yeah, you know, he's real fucking fiery about that, but. Yeah, it's just, it's one of those heat of the moment things. Um, yeah, luck, luckily he's not injured. I know a lot of people want him in the Arsenal squad. He's another player that, yep. yeah, they're really, yeah, there's a lot of players in the Arsenal squad. I think that, um. and one more thing, Rob Holding got dropped completely out of the squad after his first game. Yep. I thought that that was really harsh, especially for a young player to go from starting, play, played a poor game, not saying yeah, to play he well. very, very poor. But to drop him and drop him completely out of the squad instead of putting him on the bench, I think that kills someone's confidence.
1: It does kill someone's confidence, but... It- Let's just keep this in mind. Like, um, for someone like Arsene Wenger, that every loss is a is a, a bullet in his or a nail in his coffin. Let's just say, yep, um, he's probably thinking that he can't afford players to be you know risking him like that, and a poor performance by holding his costing him his spot completely. And you know, it's it's easy for us to say that's harsh for us, but you know, you look at Arsenal, you watch Arsenal TV last night, and they lost, and everyone's screaming Wenger gone. Yeah. Maybe he's thinking in a bit bigger picture for him. Well,
0: you know? they, they definitely still need to make some transfers before before the window closes. They need to
1: do something. They need, they really they really need to do something. Um, moving on, though, from Arsenal, unfortunately. We'll get on a happy note. We'll get on a very happy note for anyone who's in Australia. And then uh, our boy, Nick Aramoy, he's moving on to bigger and better things. And uh, his goal on the weekend that won Huddersfield their first first Premier League home game. Yes. Um. He scored Huddersfield's first Premier League goal in 45 years, and what a goal it was! Getting that one two and making Newcastle really look silly at the back there. Um, Nick, do you want to tell us more about the game? I
0: absolutely love this. Um, I watched the whole thing just because Spurs was coming up afterwards. It was, it was great. Um, Aaron Moy controlled the game. Like I'm, um, you know, Australian media has a thing of blowing up everyone's performance, especially when they do it on, on an international level. Yeah, you know, when Cahill scored a goal, they'd, they'd say like star, yeah, a star in performance, but he might have only had two touches for the game, you know yeah. what I mean? And uh, but this was just domination. He controlled the midfield. He was clearly best on. And I was listening to um a live stream throughout and people, a couple of Newcastle supporters, and they were saying, basically at halftime, they said maybe, this is before he scored the goal, maybe um, Man City should recall him from his loan, only to realise that he, he's actually it's been sold poor.
1: permanently. Yeah. yeah, he's
0: been sold permanently. And now that they're saying, you know, could he make it into that Man City squad if he continues this form? Like, that's... Huge claims for um for somebody you know, who was playing for Melbourne City last season, a lot of it two seasons it, ago. Yeah, sorry, um, but you know you look at it and I go, um, Newcastle, where are they at? They are like like the best thing. and I'll say this before: best thing about Newcastle's game was they got to wear that lovely third kit, <laughs> yeah.
1: and that's really saying something, isn't it? And um, I was watching a little bit of uh, Rafa Benitez's interview after the game, and you can just tell that he's he's a bit fed up um the pope uh, it has to be the lack of activity in the in the transfer we know you know the players that he's got aren't players that are going to keep the, the newcastle up you know what i mean like you know the, they've they've they versed a team on the weekend that had significantly strengthened and a team that they finished above last year on yeah. you know in the championship um they failed to stop the one guy that kept scoring against newcastle Aaron Moy, and you don't know where the goals come from. They they look poorer than Swansea up front. Yeah, they do. And they've got Dwight Gale who scored a number of goals for him in the championship, but he was no he wasn't great at Crystal Palace.
0: Nah. They've got so, Atsu's not too bad. Yeah, Atsu's
1: not too bad, but you know, he, he he's a player that never really set the world on fire when he was at Newcastle playing in the Premier League either. Yeah. So I don't know where the goals are gonna come from. The defence, you know, they've let in a few goals now. It's it's gonna it's gonna get pretty bad for Newcastle if it if it keeps where they are. and They're not buying any more players. Um, another thing I don't want to raise to you is this is a this could be you know the Aaron Moy factor. He's he's done so well <laughs> since he's come over to a stri- uh over to England. Sorry. Yes. Does this open the potential for Melbourne City as a as a franchise of Manchester City Ooh. to you know? To bleed out more players that have come from the show to, to give them a go at Manchester City, and similar to what happened to Aaron Moy, like you know, Manchester City, don't let's not forget they, they made a pretty hef, he, like handy profit off a guy that they literally had nothing to do yeah, with. They, really.
0: I, I think they like times his, you know, times to buy about ten. His, you know. Yeah,
1: and I, what you, he would have trained there about three times, I think, for a guy that yeah. literally was just at their training base, and he's generally turned into a good player. So does this? Do you think that, you know, this is opening the door for a chance that may maybe, you know, Manchester City go, well, it's worked so well this time, you know, do we do this? And this could become a very easy money-making scheme for them since they spent so much money on players anyway.
0: Yeah, like this is something that could work out. Like, obviously they're connected, um, Melbourne City and Man City, so... And New York City as well. Yeah, of course. And... Um... So there is there is a connection there. So they will look they will be looking at their, those teams at all times. I think there's another option of them who could be they could be sending younger players or players who maybe aren't up to that level at the moment over to Melbourne and kind of being like you know well, youth.
1: they've got something similar in Spain. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not. I've only just started looking into it a little bit it's a similar kind of deal where they've got these players that come through and they play very well and i think they played one of their teams played at athletic on the weekend and they drew 2-2 yeah
0: um
1: but they look every bit of a you know really good couple of players it's got, i think i think i've read that you know pep Guardia doesn't like the way the system works here because in in spain you know barcelona and real madrid have b teams that play you know professional football in yeah, the league yeah yeah of course so obviously in england it doesn't work like that with you know so many clubs um, they've got an under 23 system. I'm not sure how good that system is, but anyway. But, but it is kind of like one of those
0: things like you're saying, like you, are, you could be sending players off that, say uh, like mid twenties we'll say, yep. and, uh, or maybe even younger, maybe they're younger and they want them to get some experience with like full grown bodies. And they're like, you know what? We'll send you over to Melbourne city. We'll give you, we'll put you on a year. We'll see how you go. If you play, like, you know, the better you play, you're only going to raise your value. If you don't play well, they could buy you out anyway. Yep. And it gives you a club to go to instead of just sitting here playing in you know, the under twenty threes or playing. You know, if, and like some players obviously want to do that, but some yeah. players want to make that jump and maybe playing with full grown bodies and maybe playing with like a league like you know, the Australian League's rough. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like there is like it's not as rough as Premier League, but like there are some rough players here, and it would teach them a lot. I think rather than going to you know, or just sticking in that kind of academy.
1: Yeah, exactly right. But you know, it's still. I think the the thing is that. You know the the Australian League, such a dark area for the Premier League type. They really yeah. don't know anything about it. And to be honest, you know, I'm an Australian. I don't even know that much about <laughs> it. You know, what I mean, that's how little. Yeah, it's really scratches the surface of football in the world. Um, you know, Aaron Moy is probably been the best thing for Australian football to really give it a chance. If you know, what I mean, if that went badly, you know, I can't see Man City trying that anything like that ever again. Yeah, not, or not for a while anyway. You know. But the fact that it's gone so well, you know, the other thing it too it might do is it might cause a couple of other teams to just have a turnaround and have a look that maybe it's worth investing. I know Liverpool were looking at a team a while ago, um, thinking about Melbourne Victory Yeah, okay. a few years ago. Similar kind of thing that what Melbourne City did, but I think they, they backed out. Because you got to understand that, you know, I think Manchester City bought Melbourne City for like $10 something, or something, something <laughs> yeah. stupid. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, these clubs aren't worth a lot of money. Um so it makes Melbourne, Manchester City's investment very easy because they pretty much made the money back on one player. So they've got a free football club now in some respects. And, yeah, maybe they'll take the Australian League a little bit more seriously because, you know, Aaron Moyer could have been still floating around for Melbourne City right now and no one would even know who he was. Yeah, and definitely. now he's really taking the world on and it's good to see that.
0: And, d- and even like when, in the off-seasons, when teams come to Australia, they could definitely use it more as a scouting mechanism and kind of being yeah. like, you know, who are the prospects? Who are we looking at here? Who's the guys who have been dominating the league? Just like, you know, even if you just see, you know, you play them and see a highlights package on YouTube or something like that, you know, scouts Some scouts are incredibly good at picking out one aspect of a player and being like, this guy's got something. Yeah, like, you yeah know, exactly. No, they know
1: straight away really don't they? Break. can
0: make or break a player. Yeah, they can Yeah, they can rate them really highly or they can be like, uh, nah, nah, he's touched nah, there, wasn't good enough. I'm not going to worry about him.
1: It's a, it's a brutal rule. Brutal world, really, isn't it? Like, it, it, you know, to make it to the top, you have to you have to take that chance, and sometimes it's only a half chance, you know. Um, but when it comes along, these these players are going to take them, and all the top players in the world have all had that half chance or chance, and they're the ones that have taken them because that's where they're at now, you know, kind of thing. So um, it's all in all, it's good, to, it's great to see you know you know taking on the Premier League and doing so well for a team that's really just embracing him at the moment. So. It's good to see for us from an Australian point of view. We'll, we'll move on now to a game that had plenty of action. Um, we're talking with Southampton. We're talking West Ham. 3-2. It looked like West Ham going to get that draw as unlikely as it seemed for a lot of the time of the game. But they got 2-2, um, only for them to give away another penalty, which cost them three points or at least one point in the end.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, this is... West Ham look very, very uh, scrappy at the moment. They're not... Yeah, I know. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not just saying this because I'm, you're. You think they're going to finish higher than Everton? They just don't look there. Uh, and probably has to get the weekly drop kick award. is like, that was the dumbest thing. Like, you know, well, that, I didn't really see. It, it was just thing. like an out, like you just threw like. Oh an out, like, yes, I did. Actually. It was just you know him and. John Joe Shelby should be in their own little team. They should make a team themselves. Idiots. Like go, them. Oh, it's just dumb, isn't it? Like, you know, why would you do that? Uh, you know, coming to a new team as well. It's and and he had the audacity to complain about it afterwards, which was stupid. Like, it was an obvious, clear red. Um, look, look, I don't know if this was more Southampton play well, or West Ham play poorly. You know, there was five goals in the game, none of them were really that good. Yep. <laughs> like, you know, there was two penalties, two rebound tap ins, kind of from Chicharito and. One goal that I think Joe Hart should have done a lot better on, and it just kind of passed on it, passed to his left. It, you know, for a game with five goals, I don't think it was that incredibly interesting, but well, it was yeah, a well, great finale.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a great finale. And um, the one thing I will say, I think Gabi Adini is a really good player for Seattle. Yes, yeah, he started off on fire when they brought him last year. I actually rated him when he was at Napoli. Um, he's, you know, he's hit the hit the ground running this year again. Uh, Redmond's ball to him Was fantastic I think it just really Cut up the defence He yeah, did really did. well there um, The penalties You know it, It's such Such a shame For West Ham To really shoot themselves In the foot Joseph Fonte You know Helping Southampton You know Helping his old team Again Giving that last one away But um, You know this proved that in that game that he really does know how to get into the right place at the right time. I think he, you know, both those goals were just he was just there, you know. Yeah, um, like he approaches goals really. Yeah, like. exactly.
0: Like, like it's one of it's those goals that I think a lot of people would look at and be like, oh, they're just tap ins, they're very easy. Which, like. In hindsight, they are, but you but you've got to
1: be there to, you've yeah, got to know what's like, going to happen.
0: It's the the uh, the good players can read the play, and that's why they get a lot of goals like that. Um, it was you know it was classic finishes. Uh, you know the second one especially, I thought Yeah, off the volley. Yeah, 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 that that one could have gone anywhere. In all honesty, like and that was yeah you know, that was a very nice finish. I'd like to see him uh, score like a real one on one goal. Like, you know, yeah. really put like some killer instinct behind the ball. But yeah, know,
1: I think he, the chances for him to do that kind of stuff at West Ham are probably going to be limited this year compared to where he was playing before in United. Um, definitely the way they've started. I thought that he might have had a few more than than he's got, but as I said, each team's strong like stronger this year. I, I really uh, feel really a lot more reserved about West Ham now after seeing you know bits and pieces of the, way of the by the way they're playing and um you know definitely questioning Andrić as a as a player. Mentally more than ability wise. Well, now. He'll,
0: he'll get three weeks for that at least. Yeah, and, and it's just like you know, it kills like for a player just coming in for like you know, spending a fair bit of money. A fair, on, fair, yeah. And it's like you know, and the funny thing is that West Ham played better with ten men once he was gone, and it's it's almost like they. It's it's like it, it injected a bit of intensity into him. they were just like, oh, like we actually have to cover ourselves because yep. that's something that they don't do. They don't cover. They don't cover themselves. They kind yep. of just like if it goes past, I'm like, oh, okay, someone else will get it. Um, Zabaletta gave away that last penalty. I thought that last, in all honesty, that was another touch and go one. I think that they were, they were very stiff to get that. I thought at least, yeah, you know, I can understand. Definitely human
1: after the game. You can see him arguing with the rest for about half an hour. Yeah, exactly,
0: and like. Yeah, again, it's another kind of it's another thing. That they look lost, West Ham. They really do. They look they look like they have no idea what they're doing. Do you think it's the village factor?
1: I know you raised it last last week, and um, you know, it's, it's starting to creep in the doubt, really, isn't it? Like I think even the the owners are. I've heard a little rumour that they are looking at maybe replacements already, and it's game two. Don't know how true that is. If they keep losing, it will become more true. That's for sure.
0: hundred percent. I yeah, I've, village just seems. I like you know. Obviously, I'm sure he's a great manager, but it just doesn't seem to be working here. I, I've got a stat. They, the last 50 league games, they've conceded 91 goals. It's an astonishing amount for it a team crazy, who's, who's supposed to, you know... Like, this season, you know, a lot of people were saying they would be you know, top seven. They'd replace Everton in that seventh spot. Yep. And to see, you know, already... And, like, you know, early, early doors. Who knows what can happen? They could turn it around and go on Definitely. a rampage. Because they did that last season. Yeah. After, after Pyatt left, they kind of went on and they played really well for the rest of the season, basically. Yeah, and it could go either way, but at the moment it just seems like they have no game plan. They have no plan B. Like if Plan A doesn't work, it's just yeah, it. it's and a it's like go, even yeah. Plan A is very scrappy, and it's just it's kind of like a kick and hope thing. Like I feel bad for Chicharito. The supply he's getting is very, very, uh, very, very minimal. I would the, say the one
1: thing he will do is he'll you you'll be the player that takes takes advantage of most of his chances. So um, that's the one thing I, I reckon he's probably as good as anyone at. Um, it almost feels like they've never really fully recovered after the old Payette thing, have they? Well, they. It, do you reckon it's been fifty games since he's gone? No, it hasn't been fifty games since he's gone. No, it'd be close.
0: No, well, it's it's a hard one because Payette was fantastic. But what would you rather, Payette, Just say hypothetically, if um, would you rather Payette in the side or the four players they brought in? Ooh.
1: If there was no Hernandez, Piot, okay. Really? Okay,
0: that's fair. Wait, like and was... it just
1: changes the whole complexion. Yeah, yeah. You know, so if, he, if they bought another striker that was kind of someone that I didn't rate as highly, I probably would have gone by it.
0: Are any of those four signings? Um, you, are you kind of softening on at the moment? As in, like I'm liking them? Or no, sorry, you're getting a bit. You're, nah, you're not. You're Anadavitch. not. Anadovich. Yeah, I
1: never really. I never liked his attitude anyway. Um, I thought he was an okay player when he wants to be. Um, but, yeah, just inconsistent. But, yeah, inconsistent, and so they really proved that. He's got a lot more problems than Poe meets the eye. Um, moving on, though, to a result that does make me happy, a little bit more concerning about the, the lack of action, really, um, and the fact that it could have been very easily 1-1 if Penteke could have aimed straight, is the Liverpool versus Crystal Palace. Uh, 1-0. Benteke's miss was an absolute sitter. Um, I don't know if you saw it, Nick.
0: No, I haven't actually seen any so it was anything it, at this game to be fair. Similar to
1: the, similar to position to Rooney, probably a bit closer. Okay. And more of a tap in, but he, he blew it over the top of the bar. Um, Mane scores again for Liverpool. He's becoming ever so important for us. Um, Robertson was good. He had a he had yep. a good effort uh, tipped over the bar. The most pleasing factor that we could actually keep a clean sheet for once. Um, even then, it nearly didn't happen. But you know, at the end of the day, the game finishes. It's one 0 We have three points. Did uh, we've made it our first win of the year?
0: Did double A play? Arnold. What would it... I don't think.
1: He, oh, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah. Uh, so he, he did have a big week scoring in the in the Champions
0: League. Well, I got a big one. Um, I got a big one for you. Yeah, he scored a great free kick. Who would you? Who would you rather? Who's more important to the Liverpool squad, Mane or Coutinho?
1: Probably, I'm just going to say over, I'm going to say Coutinho just for pure, like the, the the amount of time he's been there, you know. Okay. Mane's only been there two seasons. Incredible impact he's had straight away, but I think is more flexible in position. Yeah, okay. Probably the Mane. money is a lot more, you know, uh, right wing kind of kind of player and, and that. But I think I think Coutinho's got a lot more to his game and I think that's why at the moment he's worth a lot more.
0: Do you think that Mane's like almost taken on, like, he's always trying to take on double the load now because Coutinho's not there. It just seems like he is I, playing, I, he's playing so well. I, I don't think
1: it's so much he's taking the load. I think he's just it's just going to that next stage of his career. He's, he's getting to that next level now, and he's becoming a very, you know, a very hard player to man up. He, he's so quick. He's so talented. But, you know, now he's just so much more precise, I think, now. And, and, he, and he's so... He's confident in his own ability, and it's clearly showing because I, I seriously feel as like there's, there's nothing he can do wrong at the moment. And and he's got a si- similar talent to Coutinho, where he's just so creative. Yeah. I feel like he is so he's almost one step ahead. And 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 the fact that he's playing with like-minded players with Firmino and and now Salah, and when Coutinho, I'm I'm hoping he will stay now. Um, when he's playing around those kind of players that have a like-minded way of playing football. It, he blossoms under that, And it's the same with all of them I think Firmino Starla as well And Kutin they, they play so well Because they're playing with the players That link up so well together with them You know what I mean? Like Yeah definitely Say If he had Benteke around him For instance And, and Lukaku I don't think it would go so smoothly Because yeah. They're not quick They're not smart like, Not as quick Or smart Or as Finesse like You know what I mean? Yeah When yeah. they've got the ball At their feet So I think it's, it's a mixture of the guys he's got around him and the fact that he's just becoming more and more confident every week. But there wasn't there wasn't that much talking points in the Liverpool Crystal Palace game. I don't think. Nah,
0: it was just it was one of those goal games that we were predicting. I predicted four two, so I, I predicted a lot of goals. And I guess you know Liverpool supporters might be happier with a one nil because at least we kept a, you guys kept a clean sheet. But in all honesty, like a one nil win against Palace doesn't say a hell of a lot. No, it doesn't
1: really. It, it, all, all it says to me is it, it was kind of like oh. Yeah, yeah, it's it doesn't, it doesn't um, rest me to ease to any of the problems that we've got facing us yet, and it doesn't um, give me any more alarming things either. Really, it's just a, a real neutral kind of feel after that game.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, okay, we'll move on to um, Burnley v West Brom. Burnley, you know, last season were all about how well they played at home played two games have won one away and they've lost one at home. So they've kind of, re- re- they're reversing that form. Yes. And um, yeah, a typical one nil win for West Brom. It seems like they're just going to do that 38 times and win the league.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't think they quite win the league. Um, <laughs> Robson Carney's goal, actually quite good. You know, took the game on one on one. Used his body and, and really put away a chance. You know, it was, it was precision really into the, into the bottom corner. Interesting stat that they only had thirty-two percent possession in the game, still won. Um, Seems like such a such a West Brom stat, doesn't it?
0: It's okay. So this is such a Tony feelless game. Yeah, like you know they they definitely uh, score. They put they put men behind the ball and they just go come to us. Simple. Uh, It's not it's not pretty football. It's not really it's not football that honestly I if I was a West Brom fan, I'd enjoy watching, and I know they'll probably make the defense over like I. like you oh, you know, it's really interesting to watch. Like you know the way they dissect it and the way they let it come to. It's not It's boring football. Let's be honest. And I know you win, but once once you come up against the good teams, that's not going to work. I don't believe it will. At least I think I think it'll work to
1: a degree. Um, you know they're not West Brom fans. They're going home with three points. I don't think they're going to complain. I, I know I wouldn't complain if no, we played boring yeah. football and won. Um, winning's the main thing in this sport, and and as long as you're winning the tactics are never questioned. You you
0: play boring football and beat Palace and you weren't too happy, so.
1: Yeah, but it's a, it's a a whole different ball game, you know, like West Brom are are, are genuinely fighting for survival each year. Hmm. I think as a team that's fighting, as Liverpool fighting for titles, you've got to be creative and that's where the, you know, the fluent playing football, you know, generates anyway. They're
0: two, they're two from two right now and, you had I heard someone say that, you know, they're about, what, 30, 34 points away from parking the bus once they get to the 40 <laughs> points. And it's like, you know, it just seems like that could be, again, what they're looking for. It, like, yeah, you know, if they keep, they're playing, you know, to get these wins, you know, especially away from home, Burnley is a hard place to go to. It's yep. not exactly, it's not exactly like a playground, but, you know, it's, it's just one of those ones. It's, it's a nice win. Um, I expected a bit more from Burnley after last week, but maybe this is them coming back to earth. They played, maybe they just played out of skin or Chelsea played really poorly last week.
1: I think they probably... The, th- the thing is, but they've probably they're come up a com- against a complete different opposition and they probably just haven't adjusted properly. Um, you know, West Brom are going to play that almost like, you know, park the bus role against probably most teams this year. And, it, and that's what works for them. I don't think Burnley, yeah. I, I just don't think they adjusted. I think they'll learn from that. Um, I'll move on. It's interesting to see Robson Carney got a, a red card soon after he scored a goal. Which was, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he went from hero to villain pretty quickly. Um,
0: it was weird. This, it was weird this week. A lot of the um, the red cards came shortly after a goal. Was, uh,
1: yeah, a, a goal happened. Bang, yeah. Like with
0: uh, Kyle Walker, and we've there was another one that got a red card, and I can't remember. Schneiderlin, maybe Schneidlin after Schneiderlin, maybe yeah, Schneidlin, yeah, exactly. It was Schneiderlin? Yeah. It's just uh, it was funny how that happened, and um, with Anadovich, Anadovich red card yeah. came shortly after that, and just
1: it was a few reds this weekend. Yeah,
0: it was like it's yeah, angry. The angry bunch of people. <laughs>
1: It's because the football drives you crazy,
0: man. (laughs) All So what we'll do is we'll take a break. We'll come back. We're going to talk Everton City along with the other fixtures. We're going to do Facebook's finest, talk about all our transfers and make our predictions for week three.
1: And now to probably the match that was probably almost the most entertaining of the, of the of the round really or oh, it could be it's definitely in that top bracket is uh, Everton and Melbourne, uh, Manchester City <laughs> yep. um, yeah, I swear I'll say that once a week I oh, know you're
0: off to a rocky start
1: again uh, <laughs> as always um, great game Rooney scores his two-hundredth goal um, City looked like they were in trouble there for a bit but uh, a goal from Raheem Surley dragged it back to 1-1 um, I think there's some massive, out, like, massive factors in this game um, not all of them good but um, I think the tactics for the managers were very, very poor. Um, okay. It's a big call, but you know, Pep starting Sane um, in in a, in a wing back position almost. Yeah, yeah. That, um, that was very. Odd. And, and his poor pass led to the to Rooney's goal is very questionable in my eyes. I don't know why he thought that would be a good idea since he spent two hundred million pounds on defenders. Um, I know Mendy might be still be a little bit off from playing Yeah he's not playing yeah. uh, I know Danilo started uh, Oh, Danilo went on I think
0: Yeah he came after on After that
1: So I don't know why he didn't start um, I find that very questionable And he found it out the hard way With Rooney scoring a goal uh, I also think the other talking point is Everton 1-0 up Taking off Ashley Williams And putting on Carson and, and Sugerson um, And I think he took off Ben David oh, I can't remember who's
0: yeah, he took it off. Well, yeah, he, it was a tough one. Yeah, it's a hard one to kind of come up with. He also uh, took off.
1: Yeah, it was Davies. Yeah, yeah, it was Sigerson, um, who was is a young, you know, youthful kind of player. I just don't know where the tactics were going there. Definitely when they're doing so well at the back and a man up. Yeah, so I don't know. First, I really don't know. First of all,
0: we'll talk about the man down, Kyle Walker. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not too too un- unhappy talking about it. It was this. the wrong call. Look, yellow car, two minutes later, gets a red. It was It was a poor call, yeah. you're 100%. This is, there, there's no doubt about this. This was just another one of an over-exaggeration coming through. This happens all the time. It sours the game. It changes the complexion of the game. And I know Everton would be laughing when that happened. They'd be thinking, hell oh, yeah, yeah, this is going to be, we should be able to cruise to victory. Well, um, they
1: got their own taste in medicine really well, that's uh, exactly. Yeah. later, didn't they? Well, it yeah, Schneider
0: and yo know, later on in the eight, towards the end of the game was in the 88th. But yeah. like that, w- again, that was something Aguero, you know, known known to have a few uh, cheeky dives at the, to- at the best of times. So well, he was it, very, very annoyed. It, it, too. it
1: just showed that the refs, you know, when it comes to the massive decisions of the game, he got it wrong. He got the big two big, big decisions wrong, which were both you know very very poor. Schnyder clearly won the ball, and I think the only thing that touched Agüero was, was maybe his, his trailing foot that was tucked tucked right in. And and when I mean he for anyone who hasn't seen it, when I mean he touched Agüero, I mean he literally just breezed past him. It was almost like he didn't touch him. And uh, Agüero made a meal of it. And you know Schnyder got his marching orders. It, it was severely unfair. Um and it was probably on par with Walker Walker's one I think
0: yeah like and i look back to like united swans we've already talked about that but during that game pogba actually could have gotten a red card he had a yellow and he had a foul that a lot of you know a lot of people Could have argued that it could have been a red, a second yellow, but it it shouldn't have been. And luckily, the ref saw that. It was early in the game. And this is more credit to Walkers because Walkers was, you know, in the space of three minutes. I thought that was really poor. And the ref made the right decision, making, you know, just giving Vogler a a nice little warning and being like, okay, mate. mate." Yeah, yeah, if you do this again, you're going to be off. Um, that's the right thing you should have done, you know. The Schneider one's hard because the Guerrero sold it well and you know, good players can do that. You know, the great the great players and a lot of them seem to be South American. It's just kind of that way of how they play. Are you saying that South American are divers? hundred percent, yeah. Yeah, hundred yeah, <laughs> percent. Suarez is the greatest diver of all time. Like, yeah. You know, hey, don't back Suarez. Uh, champion, but he's a diver. Like yeah. it's just like I don't know. A lot of people and some people. I don't actually know if it's argue, taking
1: taking the win so you know, the the cost of winning is going so far, you know. They're Doing everything they can, and even if it is well, if you're, you pay, know, if, you're getting getting much, off, if you're getting paid well, that much,
0: if you're getting paid that much, then you should be trying to do everything you can to win the yeah,
1: game. Yeah, I guess. Like as someone that you know, I'm extremely competitive. Yes, um, I compete over over a game of hopscotch pretty much. Mm-hmm. If it may I got to win, I'll do anything. But yeah. even you know, for me, even with the way I've been put up, it just seems a bit off. It just really like they're kind of throwing yourself. At a challenge deliberately to get someone sent off. I'm all about winning. I love, you know, I love winning. There's nothing more better than the world and beating another human or something. <laughs> like, yeah. That's that is the truth. Yeah, like, yeah. That is. is seriously that's better than anything in the world. Yeah. But I'd rather beat them, like actually beat them, than you know I'm gonna fake this dive and get him sent off.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I agree, but you know there is arguments either way. But like off away from that, um, yeah, Everton looked. You know, pretty good throughout. They didn't have much possession, but they were happy with that. It was kind of one of those situations. Man City were pressing. Um, They were, to me, they were always going to score. They nearly got away with it, Everton. Uh, Rooney scored again. You know, he's looking really good.
1: He's He's actually looking very good at the moment. Um, You know, Raheem Sterling missed an absolute... Yeah, you know, absolutely, so and then hard. took the hard one. I thought it was a class volley,
0: it was, yeah. Uh,
1: questionable defending. Uh, I don't know how many defenders would have had that ball straight back into the middle of the box. It, Yeah, it, you know, it was poor, it was very poor. Um, but you know, Sterling was out yeah, the right place, for the right time, and he just, you know, gave it everything, didn't he? And he just put in that hard into the corner that even uh, my man Jordan Pickford could not get his hands on. Yeah, it. I don't think
0: many would have gotten to that one. Um, it was cool, like, you know, I know Sigerson coming on might have been the poor move, but it is very exciting for all Everton fans to have him in the squad. Yep. Uh, you know, he should be starting now every game. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's it's something that Everton, looking forward, you know, they're going to back themselves in for just about every team. I really would. You know, I feel like they yeah, definitely. They've really, got a chance with every team. They're, they're growing in confidence. And to, you know, to get a point out at, Eddie had, at the Etihad and... You know, in all honesty, if there was a winner, it probably should have been them. Yeah, like, it really
1: should have, yeah. And I, think, I think Coleman's tactics has really let him down. I think he's let his team down there. They were so sold. Yeah, they were the poised you know? to win. Easy. Yeah, he, he, and with a man up, they didn't need to, they didn't need to go for another goal. Like, you got Rooney up front with experience. He know, he's been in those games. He knows how to play that that type of situation where, you know, they just needed to win. Um, I don't understand where the, the inspiration of the change of tactics was. But at the end of the day, I think that's why they've drawn and not won.
0: Yeah, and, you know, it's, look, if you if you asked an Everton fan if you would take a draw at the start of the game, they'd probably take it. They'd probably take a one. Yeah, well, won. that's
1: exactly right. But when you're in that situation where you could have all three... Of course, yeah. ...it, it makes you wonder. It, um, it's a positive result for them. It's a it's a great start for Everton. It is. Do
0: you, is it too early to kind of go like, oh, that's, you know, a poor, you know, looking into the Man City scheme of things, do you think the Guardiola might have made it, you know, besides the Sane, do you think structurally they were, you know, maybe a bit off? Well, he made the wrong decision. He's, he's, he's almost got it like, it's almost like
1: he's got a bit of an arrogance that he thinks he can just, you know, bullies these sides and, and he can make any change he wants and it's not going to affect the team. Well, I thought after last year, he definitely would have learnt his lesson. But obviously, he hasn't. Edison made another – he made a – I thought he should have saved that one from Rooney. Yeah,
0: I definitely. I was going to bring that up as well. That was something that – um, look, it, it should have been done. Yeah, it should have been taken care of. It
1: literally, I think he went through – it touched every part of his body before it went into the back of the net. That raises a little bit of concern because it, it, the first match they played Brighton and he never really had anything to stop. Yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see how he goes over the next few weeks. But it, it it's starting to see, a, a, yeah, Guardiola's starting to test, push his limits, and a, he's losing. He really is.
0: Yeah, that's that's you know, a definite that's, loss for
1: City. Yeah, oh, definitely. When when you when your opposite, uh, the other Manchester team wins four 0 you know they are playing Swansea, but um, they look so much more ruthless and technically they look a lot better as well. Um, but that, they were unconvincing
0: yeah. as well against Brighton. They weren't exactly yeah,
1: exactly right. They won two 0 and. You know, a, a team Brighton who looks more and more likely, even over two games in, to be one of the three to go down. Um, I think it's it's maybe Gualeo should be having a look at himself really at the moment. Absolutely, uh, yeah. While he can, while he can, without any too much exposure,
0: they'll find their feet. though. like there, you know, a lot of new players will so, take yeah. them. Uh, a couple of things just before we go off that game. Uh, David Silva shaving his
1: head. That was crazy. Uh, me <laughs> and you both went kind of like, what the hell? Kind of like it was kind of like. I, I, it looked like Zabaletto for a while, but I, I know David Silva's number, and
0: I saw twenty one. I'm like, what the, what the hell? Well, every time they said silver, I thought it was Bernardo. Yeah, well, yeah,
1: exactly <laughs> right. And I was a bit the same, but the only thing that was showing off that I saw twenty one. Now, I, I, I kind of let it brush in, and, and you know, when I was watching the game, I was watching it on and off because, I, was you know, I was on my way to work, kind of thing. And I, I don't drive and watch football. I just just listen. I just listen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But yeah, and, we'll say that. And, la- yeah. and lastly, um, it was funny. At the end of the game, they were interviewing Wayne Rooney and it was like, what was it like scoring at the he had, And he just went, what again? <laughs> 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 he does it all the time. Yeah, he
1: does it. That is very true. It's one of his favourite places to score. And um, we saw a very, uh, well, you showed me a very funny picture um, four years apart and some of the old same Manchester City fans, um, you know, Give him the same reaction to Rooney scoring against him again. Really,
0: yeah. This was um. This is actually really. Uh, this is really uh, poetic. This photo kind it's of. It's kind of cool, really. Yeah, like it? it was four years ago. It was uh, Man Man City versus Man United. Rooney just scored, and they had a photo, and they zoomed in on about three people. It was a it was a dad and his son. The son was probably about twelve years old, say at the time, and then uh, and it was this other guy, and then they zoomed in on the photo. You know, four years later from today's game. And it was the dad and the guy, the kid, but the kid was now, you know, 17, 18 or whatever he was. And, and
1: standing pretty much in the exact same pose. Yeah,
0: and the, and the same guy was doing the same two-finger, like, fuck-off fuck pose. Kind of and it was, like, it was fantastic to see, like, you know, they've obviously had the same seats year in, year out. And yeah. it's just crazy to see the, the age and just how, like, memorable that is. It's That's so cool to look at and just yeah. be like, that's that's football, gives you, it? It
1: gives you, Yeah, it gives you faith that the game's still got, you know, that core supporter base and it still has the old tradition still in it.
0: Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll move on to Leicester Brighton. Um, you know, not a hell of a lot to talk about here. Yeah, conceding in the first minute's never a great idea when you're oh, when you're playing not. away from home.
1: I feel that Matt Ryan probably should have stopped that first effort. Like he did well to get to it, but it just bounced straight back out to Okazaki, and um, he's never going to miss him from there. He's very good at the, uh, that that attack. I think um, when Maguire scored. I think he's become a very good signing for Leicester. I think he's doing very well to replay. He's kind of you know, obviously Robert Hooth has gotten pretty old, and um, he's he's he's, been, he's become a great buyer, I think. Um, I, I think Brighton are in, in trouble. I think early signs that they're looking to be relegated. I think Nick. I don't know about you, but I'd like to hear more from you.
0: Yeah. Um, it's hard. Oh, yeah. You know, what I'll say is that there are five teams that haven't scored a goal this season. Brighton are one of them. Uh, it's. I know it's only two. Who are the other four? The others. Oh, so all the teams are: we've got Palace, Newcastle, Swansea, Brighton, and the fifteen that hasn't been written down. Bournemouth
1: would be the other team. So besides so probably Bournemouth, you, you'd say they're, they're before teams fighting for relegation. I would
0: say so. And right now, yeah, right
1: now Bournemouth would be two. Yeah, exactly.
0: Like it's you know, I know we're only two games in, but that's a, that's a staggering amount of teams who haven't put one in the mm. back of the net. Considering that's a quarter of the teams. Yeah, and it's. It's never a good sign, and you know, especially when you haven't really looked like it. You know, uh, I will give it to Brighton; they have had a tough two games. You know, playing Man City and Leicester aren't easy teams, and yep. so I'll give them a little bit of credit there. But it's something that you know they're going to have to but, adapt to. But
1: they're going to be playing a lot more teams like Leicester.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean, like it
1: doesn't get. I oh know that that's a hard fixture, but they don't get much easier than Leicester. Let's just put it, let's just get that straight. Ooh, like.
0: a bit, bit of a dig at Leicester. But
1: that's how even the like, – I'm not saying Leicester are a bad team. I'm just saying how even this competition is now. That, well,
0: it's true. And you know, they go to there's, Watford.
1: There's, there's 20 competitive teams. They go to Watford this week, and that's another tough game.
0: Yeah. Like that's, and, and Watford are flying. Yeah, they're doing very well. Funny enough, we'll move on. Yeah, we'll move
1: on to the Watford game, which they have won 2-0. Uh, Richardson with one of the goals, and Kapoe with an absolute cracker. Kapow. Kapow <laughs> as a goal.
0: Yeah, it's a beauty. Uh, 20, you know, 25 yards out, basically. Yeah. Um, you know, 2-0 away from home. This is the perfect start. I think, you know, any Watford fan would have taken four points out of those first two games easily. Definitely,
1: definitely playing Liverpool in the first game. Yeah,
0: exactly. And it's, it's a really good start, you know. You'll start. I'm starting to now realise why I put them somewhat higher in the ladder, about 12 or something in my prediction ladder. Thank you for convincing me to do that. While well,
1: you... I was the manager and the English core didn't. I? Was that me quoted? Yeah, that was
0: you. Yeah, I went. I was more on the manager. You at the core, and I was just like, oh, they actually do have a decent squad, and like they. And then I was right. Yeah, and, yeah, and you've the only thing you... I've probably
1: been right at this year. I think, but
0: you put them like 16th in your table, so. <laughs> I don't know why I did that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I literally talk him up and then I'm like, oh, you'll fit 16th. Yeah, I, I think also, too, the Rich, Richarlison, I think the, the Brazilian, he's he's looking very good. He looks very good on the ball, very comfortable. Um, He's got a little bit of flair. They'll make the, the fans at Watford stand up off their seat. I think he's going to be a very good player. He scores his first goal, another player to get off the mark early. I think, mate, the general feeling that the, all the new players have got off the mark pretty early. Yeah, it, it's, it's
0: been good. It's good to see... Um. the the only worrying thing about Watford is that they have a habit of starting off well and then kind of trailing off about, you know, not even halfway through the season, sometimes even a couple of months in, your team start to work them out and maybe that's because they don't have any backup plans, but it's going to be, it's going to be a lovely, um, it's gonna be lovely to see they've got a good game this week against Brighton. They could they could be out of this you know seven points from three games. That could be that's a yep. very big possibility. Yep, and that's fantastic. And they're cruising, yeah, exactly. And like you know, you'll see they'll be team on zero points at the end of this game. So yeah, like, that's definitely. the perfect way of going about it.
1: I'd like to bring up a point that I found very amusing and um, very smart from uh, Harrieta, I think, who, so. I'll paint the picture for people that you know haven't seen any of the game. So the ball gets crossed into into the Watford's attacking area. So yep. uh, Nathaniel Danny was going up for a shot uh, just inside the box. You know, clear cut chance. No one was marking him, kind of thing. Here's a voice at the back saying, "Leave it." Yep. Now Chalaber thinking that it was one of his teammates has left it only for t- to be. Either uh, Harrieta, the the Bournemouth player, who literally just takes the ball and runs <laughs> off, um, <Just laughs> and, and Chalobah even admits that he left it because he thought it was his teammate and got <laughs> absolutely fooled. And I think how clever to think of that on the spot. And um, you know, it's good to say that players are still trying anything to you know to take off the te- uh, to you know make their yeah, Teammate, we- teammate uh, opposition. Hard to give them a hard time, kind of thing. Well, that's
0: exactly it. What, what we'll do is we'll move on to our uh, Facebook's finest just before we go on to the transfers. Um, you know, as we always say, this is our This is the time that we give all the uh the keyboard warriors all across social media the chance to shine. Even though this is called Facebook's finest, we go across all platforms. Uh, Mickey, you know, you, you absolutely love this segment, so I'll let, I'll let you kick off. Well, it is my segment, so yep.
1: Um, first of all, I'm gonna start from a guy called No Perisic. Um, he's yes. a Man United fan. Um, he had some absolutely quality comments About Matic before he, they they purchased him um, Quite, now it sounds like quite outrageous But he yeah. really did change his tune When um, they there was news that he was signing for Man United I'd just like to go through them with oh, you. They, These are classic ones Okay, so the the first one This is when he was at Chelsea still Uh he goes by the words of do not sign Matic. The guy is second rate and is not to be, He's not fit to tie Firmino's boots. We should only sign the best. Okay. Okay, so... <laughs> yeah, here we go. So, uh, obviously, a few weeks had passed and Matic had been, you know, revealed as a new Manchester United player. Yes. Um, his tune very much changed after that, and he wrote something along the lines of this. Matic, experienced winner, knows how to get things done, not flashy, but exactly what we need right now. Great signing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think so, I've even got the dates.
0: That's exact, That's like the perfect thing of week. We're week-to-week football fans, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we are.
1: We're definitely. Uh, the dates were 27, uh, the, sorry, the 12th of July, 2017, and the second one was the 31st of July. So within, <laughs> within about 20 days, he changed his mind completely on Matt. I like player. it.
0: I like it. Uh, well, i got one. Um, I think we might have all seen this one online, but um, I might as well bring it up. Uh, Nikolai Müller was ecstatic on Saturday after scoring a goal for Hamburg. But that jubilation quickly went south. The winger gave a team a 1-0 lead against Osberg with an early goal, and it proved to be the winner. But during his celebration, when he was going around, he was doing like the spinning motion. Yeah. He's um Basically, he's done his ACL. He's out for seven months. <laughs> During his celebration, oh, he's 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 doing a few spins and he's ran into the the um the touch the touch pole, and it's just he's just fallen over and it's just he's just clutching his legs in agony. Oh. As
1: someone th- who's done an ACL, that is not good to hear.
0: Seven months gone like that, and it's just, seven months is actually not that bad. I had twelve months. out uh, they'll they'll do. They'll give him yeah. all the uh the extra treatments to uh, yeah, so. get him through. I, I would say, but yeah, what do you got for me, mate?
1: Um, I'm going. You know. We talk about the Premier League football. We love the, and the you know these big, big fancy clubs, but obviously not all clubs in England and, and, and surrounding countries have that kind of wealth. And um, is, this is a perfect example for a non-league team called Bulldog Town FC. Yep. Um, their Twitter account Twitter account went uh, quite quiet during the game. And um, they actually apologised. And there was a for good reason why it went quiet, Nick. Yeah, yeah, we'll give it to Um you. And it goes like this. So for the lack of updates during the last 10 minutes yesterday, our Twitter correspondent had to go on as a sub.
0: you <laughs> <laughs> you imagine him just going, like, yeah. what? Oh, oh, I'm on. <laughs> Someone, take the laptop. <laughs> <laughs> not bad, not bad. Uh, I got a couple ones from just the uh, this week in action, just um not Facebook ones, but just stuff that I heard that I thought was just interesting, a little bit funny as well. The um, Charlie Austin had to had that penalty in the ninety third minute. Or I don't think it was like a that. great penalty. But, well, interesting you say that, Mickey. funnily enough, uh, Joe Hart apparently prides himself on you know, trying to psych out players, which is funny because he never. I don't think he's ever yeah, saved know. a penalty in his life, yeah. but uh, apparently Charlie barely saved the ones in play. Well, apparently Charlie, um, sorry, Noble came up to Charlie Austin. And was saying, but he was just telling him he's like trying to psych him out, saying Hart knows where you're going, Hart knows where you're going. And Austin said after the game, he's like, he told me that, so I just went the opposite way and he scored. And Hart actually went the way he was gonna go. So that oh really yeah. So so basically what Noble did was he was gonna go to the keeper's right, and then he just went. And Noble said he knows where you're going. He's like oh shit, he must know where I'm going, so he just went the opposite way. (laughs) So he scored. And if he went and what? like, and if he did the exact same penalty on the opposite side, Hart would have saved that. Yeah, well, it, was, it was a I pretty
1: part. Yeah, I know where it went because he, yeah, it was exactly it was where he died. Very,
0: very average. Yeah. So, oh. and um, one other thing. So thanks,
1: Mark. I will have cost you yeah, a point.
0: <laughs> well, and another thing was that Huddlesfield, I forgot to mention this earlier, but a, a training tactic that they've been doing is that they actually train through during the week at the time that they're going to start the game on the weekend. So if they so this week if they started at one thirty they do all their training sessions at one thirty to try and adapt to that time of the day because as you know a lot of teams especially in earlier games can be a bit slow to start because they're not used it's, to that.
1: It's not even really um, or you know something that I've thought about when you told me this because you did tell me this off air before yeah that I found it pretty interesting. It's even so much um, the warm up before training like yeah, the, the preparation is probably you know you change shit to suit when you're on the field kind of thing um i know i did when i play, you know football or that kind of thing and you know when you're playing at a different time you have a different you know wake up time preparation when you eat food you know kind of set up all your stuff ready for the day so it's, it's very b- it's interesting that you say that it's
0: very psychological i feel like players would get a little bit of an edge on that and be like yeah. you know i know what i'm going to be doing and i'm going to be fit for that game what yeah but um
1: anyway i got my last one um i come across a poll that Oh, no. um, it was asked over the internet, and um, it was pretty much what: how much would they be worth now? Ooh! Uh, on this day, of 1992. This was uh, I'm not 100 sure which date it was. Yep, it was a, maybe a couple of months ago. I'm not sure the date that Alan Shearer signed for uh, Blackburn Rovers, but it was a British record at the time, and it was for 3.6 million pounds. Um, and it was pretty much asking the question how much would he be worth in today's rate. Yeah. A man, let's just not forget, he scored 200 Premier League goals and Rooney only just as a mid-30s player has only just reached that himself. And yeah. he's only a second person too as well. Um, <sighs> Kern Boyle. Kearney. Yeah, played Kearney. Come on, what did he do? He's uh, put his thoughts and wisdom into it and he probably should have left it in his head because he's pretty much said... Not much strikers are scoring far more go- Not that much. Uh, strikers are scoring far more goals than he ever did. He would be an average player now. He <laughs>
0: needs to work out how to type first of all.
1: And someone, thank God someone. Uh, oh, replied. Yeah, well, he replied. He's the all time Premier League goal scorer, <laughs> getting 30 plus goals a season. It's not
0: too, like it's a look. Handy, handy stats, I would say. <laughs> one,
1: one person also said, "This is why people shouldn't use the internet without supervision." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got uh, two quick ones for you, yeah. just to finish us off. Uh, Huddlesfield Town are the only Premier League side in history to want, who have won every Premier League game they've played. Good start, yeah, a good start too, you know. And my weekly dig at Liverpool: uh, Coutinho, the most assists in a uh, most assists in a Premier League season is seven. Mikatarian has had four assists in two games. Yeah, it's because he's
1: playing the bottom teams, mate. And, and Coutinho's not even playing. Yeah, and
0: West Ham is apparently a bottom team now, according to you. Considering well, you said that they were going to come. Not, they're not second, doing me any
1: favors, so you, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared to commit any kind of faith in in Southampton
0: at the moment. Okay, so we'll move on to transfers. Um, big one that's come out is Draxler. Uh, this is a huge one because of the the, the price. Yeah, the minor pro. Like I've heard, what 35 million millish?
1: Yeah, thirty two million. Which in today in today's He's just absolutely absurd,
0: isn't that? The other way. Do you reckon that's like offensive to Draxler? Do you think he looks at that and goes like, "I am worth so much more than that, considering what like other players yeah. like, are going for"? Or probably, do you think probably. that he's just like PSG just want him out so yeah. bad? Well, they was all
1: like... well, they have to get him out. His wages would be quite large, I'd imagine. You know, they certainly want a big deal for Wolfsburg. Um, I don't know if the the fee would would really well, it his eyebrows. He's human. He's not a robot, so he's obviously looking at you know it would have have a little bit of a factor, but at the same time, he's he's probably well th- that just shows how much they want him out, and that's got to be the the main factor in him leaving. He's got to go. I've got to go now because if they're willing to get rid of me for this much, then I've got no place at this club, and the sooner he gets out there, the better. Um, I don't know why. Teams haven't made that bid yet. Well, Surely there's, a, there's a few
0: team. teams interested. The two front runners that I've heard is one by Munich, which is um, an obvious go for him straight to Champions League football. And, you know, yep. would, it depends. Like they're, they're an aging side by enough. Definitely, They really are. So they might need a bit more youth into it. Um, the other one is Arsenal, which is really weird because like a lot of people are saying that like he could be on that way because he's going to fit their system. I do agree that he would be a great player at a team like Arsenal. No Champions League football to me. Just yeah, it, it just doesn't. Just see, the,
1: it doesn't really ring the bells yeah, for someone like him.
0: It puts a big red cross in, doesn't it? Just go like,
1: why would you want it? Yeah, Exactly right, and definitely after the start they've had. You yeah, know what it, I mean, like it, it, Arsenal looking into you, you, you check the results. You, you oh, got to course. go. You got to see that, like for someone like Draxler, might not know how they're going at the moment, but he would have definitely looked up on the weekend, and they're losing one, he would have stoked. Yeah, and ex- his well, old teammate just scored a goal against them.
0: Yeah, be loving Hesse Hesse Rodriguez's goal, but yeah, and like yeah, you know, I think if I was someone like Draxler and you know, PSG, regardless of what you think, they're going to go into the Champions League this season as one of the favourites, of course. Yep, and um, definitely if I get Mbappe, well, yeah, and that's what we'll talk about in a second. But if you were someone like Draxler, why would you want to go to a team? That isn't going to be one of the favorites as well. Playing. Like Bayern Munich are going to be one of the favorites. Yep. A lot of people are predicting the win. A lot of people are predicting the win every year because they just have such a strong
1: squad. Don't forget too, he's, he's coming into a World Cup Yeah, He wants to play for Germany. Germany's probably the best place for him to get into that German team. Yeah, but he's got to be playing. I think a Borussia Dortmund would suit him a bit more, where he's got more of a chance of playing. But even then, cool. they've got a really good side. But he would he would fit really well into that. I reckon he'd yep. play real real yep. nice football. And Yang and you know him and Royce. You know, imagine that as a three. Um, don't forget they got and they have got Dembélé and, mm-hmm. and he looks like he could like, be on
0: the way out as well.
1: Well, they're holding firm and 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 that moves us on to you know, Philip Coutinho, my boy. Uh, I think he's going to stay. I, I think, think we, he's going to stay.
0: I think we talk about him for at least thirty minutes a show, but like this is it's just one of those never-ending sagas. I that... feel like
1: we're playing table tennis. Like one week we're like he's gone. Oh, and yeah, hundred percent. We gone. are
0: the most uninformed people in the world. I feel like we need. To know, we I don't need I, to know people on the inside. I think, but.
1: but to be honest, no one knows what's going yeah, on with this true. transfer. Like, this transfer is like, yeah, like, you know, well, we pulled Neymar out a month before it was happening and we were pretty certain it was, like, we were, the first week we were like, oh, but then we were... We got more into it, and we, we you could see it happening. Yeah, you know, one week we see this happening, and the next week we don't see this happening. You it know? makes
0: it makes a lot of people feel dumb because they everyone think everybody wants to know what's happening and wants to be on the cutting edge. I, and when something changes every week, it's just like fuck. I want it. I, I want to be yeah, that guy. I, I can wanna, tell everybody.
1: And you know, it just makes us too hard to too scared to commit to a decision now because we don't know which way it's going to go. Okay,
0: so if you had to put money on it, would you you think you're staying, staying? Yeah, that's fair. I think that you I, know
1: what the thing is that sold me off for last week that I thought going to... Going that he was getting taken off There was a photo of him On the merchandise store That was getting taken off Right Yeah I thought he's gone The last time I saw that I said Neymar's leaving Barcelona And within a week He was gone It's been a week And then more and more Likely That he just seems To not going He's just starting And he's also There's been reports That he, he's saying That his agent was You know Forcing a lot of the comments That he's saying that Do you want, want to play and you know Handing in a transfer request Which is just a big lot of crap. He's just him backtracking, and he's and he's, he's realizing that this deal might not be happening. And if this doesn't, if this doesn't happen right, this is such a refreshing change of pace for English clubs that are not letting Barcelona just take their players at will. And it, for
0: definitely for us as a Liverpool supporter, make me very happy. Tell you what, like you, I look at the Barcelona squad, that just doesn't seem. It doesn't seem as dominant as what it was. Like I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put them in the top three best teams in the world right now.
1: They're really, they're really on a low point at the moment, Barcelona. Um, Everything is happening, you know, even I think the terrorist attacks has put them back into respect. Like they don't, like football took a backward step. Yeah, know, of course, and like, that was, and they realise it's just football. But you know, when it when it comes back to the seasons going, then the same problems are going to you know turn up again and this this
0: guy's really struggling yeah they're like struggling like they'd probably win the premier league still but still like, yeah. <laughs> like it's it's but it was crazy but to see they, that um, they're, Girard, they're definitely
1: playing second field to madrid at the moment yeah i,
0: I saw that um, Gerard pk came out and said that um this is the first time that i that we were inferior to real madrid when they played a couple of weeks ago yep. which is oh, huge great. which is a I, huge I statement well,
1: definitely from you one of your players
0: yeah and it's like yeah and PK, somebody who's going to go into Man, he's probably going to own Barcelona in yep. ten years' time. Like yep. he's literally going to be like the the owner of the club. Uh it's you know, it's huge. Like I'll stick with the um the Premier League just for a couple, just for a little bit. Um, Sanchez still apparently the bid's been rejected from Man City. Uh about sixty mil approximately is going to be the bid. Do you reckon they're going to keep pursuing him?
1: Well, it, it's like everyone's completely forgot about Sanchez. Yeah, and all I, the Coutinho stuff. That's it? why.
0: That's why I keep bringing up Sanchez because I feel like he's he's a saga that. Still hasn't done... Like, Coutinho kind of took over Sanchez. Like, Sanchez was yeah. a hot thing for a couple of months, and now has kind of took, taken over since Barcelona's been interested. So, it's, a, it's, it's interesting.
1: It's interesting, isn't it? That could be on the download for... You know, because to be honest, I completely forgot about Sanchez. If you had to put money on it, staying or going? I think he's going to stay. I think he's going to stay as well. I think it would have happened already. I think Manchester City have cooled interest a little bit. You know, they've, the season's started now, and they've got so much stuff going on, that they've kind of like, all right, this might not be happening. You know, so... Um, as I said, we, we've argued about where he would even fit into the Man City side. Yeah. He needs to play. He's got a World Cup year coming up. He'll stay and he will play a big part in Arsenal trying to get back into the Champions League. Uh,
0: that. um,
1: that's a call. That's it.
0: Yeah, that's a big call. Robin Rovin is, um apparently been linked to Manchester United. Uh, Mourinho wants to make one more big signing before the transfer window done. Is this just overspending on Mourinho, or do you think he actually, it's warranted for a signing like this?
1: Um, I think he's overspending when he's got players like Martial and Rashford and those youthful players. Don't get me wrong, I think Robin's a great player. I think he, I don't, can he still cut it in the Premier League? Very questionable. Very, uh, he's, as brilliant as he is, he's very predictable. Um, cut side score. Cutting side score. Like a, <laughs> like a very good Andros Tanzan.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> very true.
1: <laughs> but um, really... I think Manchester United you know, don't necessarily need him. I don't think. I think it's just a name and a, and a shirt sale. So it would he's be the main. Very old. He would he? Would he still get into that team? Well, he has to because of the name, but you know, is it warranted? Who, who, who do, do they goes need? Him? No. Who goes out? That's the thing. Well, that's exactly what my point. Is. Yeah. It's a, it's a. I feel like it's a, sake
0: of binding kind of thing. You yeah. Know? And um, lastly, sorry, I, we didn't touch on this. I'm um, Sanchez. For um, Ajax is uh basically officially a Spurs player. He is undergoing a medical, which is really weird that um that they'd announce it basically before he's actually been Done signed. Medical. Yeah, it it's, it's, I
1: heard that last week as well. It's
0: really odd. Like I don't that's just, it I don't like i don't, I I'm pretty confident it will happen, obviously. Like if if you've announced it you must be pretty goddamn confident. And Ajax yep. has also um tweeted or Facebook posted saying, like, you know, thank you for all the service. Good luck at Tottenham. So yep. it's obviously, it's going to happen. But isn't that weird that they... Yeah, would...
1: it is weird. It's, it's breaking the kind of traditional cycle of the transfer. Do you
0: reckon that's Spurs kind of getting a bit um like, yeah, everybody's been going, you have to sign people and they're just like, we've got to, uh, fuck it, let's just put it out there. Yeah, we'll then
1: let's just do it. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know... What I've seen, he, he's very quick for a centre back. That's his main attribute, kind of thing. Yeah, me, and,
0: um, me and Danny Rose googled him, and um, yeah, he seems to be pretty good. Hey? Me and Danny Rose needs to Google. All oh players. yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got that. Just, <laughs> I it just remembered. I took I'm like, oh, it a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah, yes, yeah. I
1: remember now. Um, yeah, he looks very good. very quick. He finds himself out of position a little bit. That's why. He, like, I heard, he, he does look good. He looks quick. He, but. Is he using that pace to get back into position because he's out, or is he is he just genuinely quick?
0: Well, who knows? Yeah, and like you, yeah, that out. This could um, yeah. This also, if we play three at the back, we now have an actual three centre backs who could play it. We don't have to put Dyer back there, who Dyer's credible, but he's not fantastic. Wimmer apparently, Wimmer might be on his way to West Brom. Um, which would be a lovely signing for them. I think because while he's not an amazing player, I think he'd be perfect for a side like that. Um, we love defending and yeah, exactly. And like yeah, they just they put fucking nine behind the ball anyway, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, yeah, it's like another it's another good signing. This hasn't been a hell of a lot of actual signings going through. Sigerson's obviously gone through, which yep. we I think we you know, I think it's a pretty good signing in all, in all honesty. Yeah, I think it's good. And um, you yeah, know, something that I actually realized about Sigerson and you know, we've been going on about this a bit how like how to Spurs let him go. Apparently, he um the club kind of sold him off underneath Pochettino. Pochettino didn't really know about it, and it kind of happened one day and you no, know, was like, "Oh, well, he was a good player, like I kind of wanted him."
1: Oh, really? Yeah,
0: like it was just kind of like cuz Poch was pretty new at the time. And it just kind of happened. And Posh was like, oh, I well, actually kind of was pretty keen on him.
1: <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So he like, he could have turned into a great player for Spurs.
0: Yeah. Well, who knows? Like, who knows if he got, he would have got the opportunity. So like, you know, these he would have,
1: he would have been uh ruin that chance a lot more as he saw him
0: unfold. It wants you to be a key player as well. Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. He'd be um, like, I was very surprised we didn't actually put a bid in to get him back, but obviously we don't have the, we have the money, but we don't want to spend it. <laughs> Not on him anyway. I don't think he fits into your team. Really. Yeah, what, the way he, what he'd want to be. But moving um, elsewhere, we've got Mbappe.
1: Yeah, well, we've got a mega deal that is 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 you know the rumor is going around at the moment that yes, him and Fabinho are going to be a joint thing, which would be. Just huge on so many levels. Uh, Lucas Moy would go the other way, and it'd be in the range of two hundred million euros. Uh, that's the numbers I'm reading at the moment. Um, how is that possible? How can it, how can you go from getting someone like Neymar and then spending another one because their own boy country, their own by Qatar, pretty much. Yeah, I know, but like and it's it's crazy, isn't it? Isn't but,
0: there something like?
1: The financial fair play? That's exactly
0: what I was going to say. Like, I haven't read too much into what actually that's all about. I can't take
1: that. Until they've actually seen what they're actually going to do something, I can't take it seriously. you. So you're like, what do they get? They get a transfer ban or something? No, I don't know. A
0: lot of them just get fined. And like when the clubs have so much money, there's like, okay, well, if we have to pay an extra five mil fine, it's just like, okay, yeah, that's, whatever. that's pocket and change.
1: So who cares? So much under the table stuff that we probably have no idea about. But of is, course, yeah. You know, playing, playing its part. And it's just... There's no point having it. There's no point having it when teams spend four hundred million pounds, yeah, on on three players that, that could actually, it generally, could happen. Yeah, it's, it's madness, really, and and doesn't look like it's going to stop anytime soon. Do
0: you think it'll go through? I,
1: I'm very. The thing that throws me off about this one is the Lucas Mora going the other way and. the my experience is how many players have been in a player-player transfer that you know of? None.
0: Yeah, it's it. There are some. When? I know. Well, no, I'd, I'd have to look them up, but I know there have been some. But it is a very rare thing, especially in 2017. It is incredibly rare to see something like that. I, uh,
1: like they talk about it all the time, you know, play going the other way, but you know, I, I've never, I haven't seen it in in a long, long, long time. I haven't heard about it in a long, long, long time. And I very doubt that I'm not saying that the deal with, with Mbappe and Fabinho could happen like is off. But yeah. I'm just saying I'm finding it very unlikely that Lucas Moura will go the other way as part of that deal.
0: Yeah. Um, look, it's, I, I can't see it happening in all honesty, but that being said, I didn't, I couldn't see the Neymar deal happening. So yeah, like, what, what do I know? It's yeah. like, it's one of those things that, you know, it's, it's it is, going to be tough. Something. And um, something that actually I want to bring up just before we get off transfers is Mar- um, Ramirez, who has been, you know, wants to leave, has come out and said a couple of times that he wants to leave. Roma don't want to pay the price that they, he wants. Like the club want 50 million for him. Fortunately, it's not worth that. They only want to pay about 25 to 30. And it's something like, and, uh, like it brings up a question because Myras is... Not only is he, um, he said he wants to leave, but he's still playing and he's still like really putting him for the club. He
1: actually set up that first goal, he, really nice cut and turn, kind of like the old Mars, you know, the player of the year Mara's that I saw. Um, it's yeah, it's interesting like interesting that. He's, he's gone off the kind of the norm, which is, which is the fake and injury.
0: Well, that's exactly it. I was gonna say, like, when you see players like you know, Sanchez continue, I'm sure they do have maybe. Tiny niggles, but I'm You're sure... You're kidding, I know. Okay, I'm, I'm, I was just trying to be nice because it's yeah. continue Coutinho. But, like, you know, like, you see those kind of players and then do you think it almost like that, you know, it should, be, um, it should be kind of praised, but... It seems like all it's doing is dropping his price because it yeah. just like it seems like they're just like well he wants to go he's playing and it's just like well we'll give you thirty if you want like you know yeah. and the clubs coming out and saying it's worth more and they're like well we don't want we don't want him that much like you,
1: yeah, you can have him if you really want yeah
0: exactly and it's just it feels like you no know, unless this gets it's unless it's like a last day deal it's
1: really been so far the transfers of the non non transfers really isn't it it's like it's where all the clubs are pushing to buy and all the players want to leave but. You know, the parent clubs are really just showing up and it's really, none of them are happening. You know, no, I can't remember another year where so many clubs have, have prevailed in keeping their players.
0: Yeah, and, like, even, you know, is and that, and, like, another one you look at is Barkley. Like, Barkley hasn't even been seen. Yeah. Like, and, you know, again, he doesn't really look like he's going anywhere at the moment. That's Everything's kind of died down on that because he's hurt himself. He's torn his hamstring. Yeah. And that's a couple of clubs have gone, you know, coming out and said, yeah, we might get him in January. That's what uh, that's what it's rumours mm. after Spurs. They might actually just wait till Janet, and that's just like, you know, that's just What's a... Point? Yeah, it's just like, why would you bother kind of thing? But... Yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll move on from that. Let's um, what I want to do, I want us to put in our predictions for week three. Yep. What um, I will say is that currently on our week to week predictions, I am two nil up on the. I I done you five three this week, and I did you. I think it was like six four last week. Yeah. So this is um, yeah. And for those who don't know, you get one point for pre- uh, predicting the result. Uh, you get three points if you pick the correct score and the, the overall winner gets that point for the week. So you're winning 2-0. I am two weeks up. Yep, I've, I've won both weeks. I hate <laughs> so you So you need a... Uh, and the, the big one was when I got... A, I don't want to brag, but I uh, picked uh, Tottenham 2-0 over Newcastle with Ericsson with a couple of assists, and that's what happened. I should have got more points than three, to be fair. Yeah. look, Because you... I picked the assist. I picked
1: who got the assist. Does it not? Nah, I, I don't should... care. You went into too much detail. I don't care if you know about your team or not.
0: Keep the change, fucker. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so we'll move on. Um, <laughs> we'll start off with we will start off with Bournemouth going up against Manchester City.
1: Um, I think Man City are going to win this one. I think it's going to be I'm not as convincing as we think. Okay. Uh, I think it's probably going to be in the region of 2-0. 2-0. I'm going
0: to go... I'm going to go City as well. I'm going to go 2-1. I think Bournemouth are going to get their first goal because (laughs) five teams haven't, and I want them all to get a goal this week. Fair enough.
1: Well, well, the next one is definitely going to have to be one of the two because Crystal Palace play Swansea. Uh, This is...
0: Uh, this, this is actually in in the context of things. This could be a uh, this is the, huge game. Yeah, this six pointer in the grand scheme. Yeah, this could uh, this could bite a team in the in the rear coming in the future. But you know, Palace's defense is so rocky. Um, you know, Swansea. I just kind of yeah. I just don't know about Swansea. I just you know four 0 they 0 nil, nil they they haven't scored either. There's no one. No one can score. Well, I'm gonna I'm, go one one. I'm gonna go one. <laughs> I was gonna go the exact same. I'll go Palace two one. Just so just so uh, I can get a win out, I don't want to go same issue as well. as well.
1: Um, Huddersfield come up against a game where I reckon they could almost challenge at the moment. Uh they're playing they're gonna be playing Southampton. I reckon they're gonna go one one as well.
0: Uh well they're playing at the they're playing at the John Smith Stadium, so at Huddlesfield. Um I'm gonna go with a I'm gonna go with a one 0 win to Southampton. I think them they might just might just have a bit more class. Yep, not fair enough. Uh, moving on to look, this is actually quite a big game. Uh, Newcastle going up against West Ham.
1: Yeah, it raised my eyebrows a little bit. To be honest, I thought this is going to be a big game. You're right. Um,
0: both teams on zero points.
1: Yeah, they're both on zero. Um, I think the Hammers are going to get up. I think I can't see Newcastle, you know, really challenging at the moment with the score they've got. So I'm going to say through Neil to West Ham, Chicharito with a couple
0: of... Chicharito? Yeah, I just made
1: that up. (laughs)
0: Chicharito?
1: I can't say (laughs) Chicharito. I was saying Chicharito for a while, wasn't
0: I? It is, yeah. uh, It is at St. James Park, so that does give Newcastle a little bit of advantage. They do play well there. Um, I don't know if John Joe Shelby got more than one week. I can't remember, to be fair, but I'm going to go with a... a 2-1 victory to Newcastle. Ooh. Yeah. uh, um, (sighs) I'm... Maybe I'm just anti-West Ham But I, I don't know I just I feel oh, like Same thing they're going to lose this same, same James I just think that That might be the, the difference Between the two teams Yep
1: Beautiful um, The next game is Watford Versus Brighton Which I think The informed Watford Are just going to be too good I think they're going to win 2-0
0: Yeah um, I'm going to stick to A similar margin I'm going to go I'm going to go 3-0 I just don't 3-1 uh, Stuff it Let's give Brighton a goal <laughs> You can't just give a give them a goal. No, nah, they got a goal. <laughs> they get they one this
1: year? No, they haven't.
0: No, haven't. That's why I wanted to get a goal.
1: <laughs> well, you're sticking to your, to your word. You Everybody, to everyone's score. getting a goal. I think this is going to be um, an interesting game. Actually, uh, Manchester United versus Leicester at Old Trafford.
0: Do you think that this is a bigger test than West Ham?
1: Yes. Oh, okay. Um now I do, definitely. Yeah, I'll go I didn't play night at the start of the season, but now I do.
0: Man United will win.
1: They're playing very well and the with Shakespeare. Um I'm gonna go with a three one victory to Man United. I'm gonna go three two. I think okay. that the counter-attacking from Leicester is gonna actually ca- catch Manchester out a little bit more this game. I think I still think their firepower is just too good. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this this game was a draw but.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um well moving on to one of the bigger games of the round, definitely, um Chelsea versus Everton. This is Everton's oh,
1: I was going to say this is Everton's first field test, but that's that's a complete lie since they <laughs> just played City. <laughs> right, yep. I do not believe I just went to say that. Oh. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a tough game. Um, it's going to be a very good game, and I think that Everton are actually going to get the
0: win one 0 I I just want to um, chuck out. You know, I think we said this before the season once of when the fixture actually came out. Everton, you know, they started off with Stoke. They go to Man. They went to Man City. Now they have Chelsea. After that, they got Spurs, and after that, they got Man United. That is a huge That's first a five games, start. like yeah. four in a row against four, you know, arguably four title contenders. Uh, what was your score? Sorry, uh, I'm going to throw one nil, Everton. <coughs> Big score. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go two nil, Chelsea. Just think that they might have the wood over them. Do you think
1: who's going to score for Chelsea? Um, has sc- to be Willian, really.
0: Murata will score one and, um. Aspiliqueta score a header. There you go. What the fuck? There's your. There's your. Uh, what
1: hair? Hey, in what world? In what, in what you, world is going to score a
0: header? In the world that's going to happen this weekend. It's going to be great. Not going to get an extra point if that happens. Uh, we West know, Brom you know, versus. I'll give you two. <laughs> West Brom versus Stoke.
1: Um, I think it's going to be a near little draw. I think. Oh!
0: They're too boring. <laughs> Both teams are pretty shit, aren't they? Just um, I might score, but 1 1. I'm, I just think this is going to be the token 1 1 draw. I think that, no Robson Carno, yeah. I, yeah, I'm going to stick with 1 1. I just think that I think Stoke will score first. And because if we're from score first, it's always very hard to score against them again because they just like they just put everyone behind the ball. It's not really, um, it's, it's not going to be an entertaining game, let's be honest. No, and uh, but, uh, yeah, that's... One
1: that I think is going to be an entertaining game, but it's Liverpool versus Arsenal at Anfield. Oh. Big call, Liverpool 3-2.
0: <laughs> oh, you... You silly boy. Um, what, you think that... No, um, this is... There's going to be goals in this one. This is the battle of who's got the shit of defence. And the um, better attack. I will... At the moment, what I'm looking more at is the midfield. I think the midfield's going to be the decider, because both your defenses are shit. Well, not shit, but like a bit below par from what I think you guys should be. Um... I think Liverpool will win. I think they have a little bit better in the middle and the home ground will get them over. I'm gonna say just a two one victory at Liverpool. Okay. I think that I don't I'd be very surprised if Arsenal didn't score with just with the attacking talent that they got around it.
1: Yeah. That's why I said three two.
0: Yeah, but um yeah, I think that Liverpool will Mane scores one and Coutinho, uh, if he plays. No, nah, Coutinho won't play. <laughs> and Salah will score a free kick. A free <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Who takes A free I, kick? I, not Salah <laughs> Tino does Yeah but he's not playing uh, And Milner. last on Last on we have Who was it Milner? Did you say Milner? Yeah maybe He doesn't even play He's not even playing Oh Jesus So God. who would take your free kicks? That's uh, why well, I said Salah I couldn't even tell you Who else would take it Firmino? Hmm. Nah Henderson Give him playing chance. Tell you what, I'd not be going Salah so over him. Um, okay, last game. I like myself over him. The, bo- <laughs> the bogey game, um, being at Wembley, Spurs versus Burnley. Uh, I'm going to give you the ball here. What do we reckon?
1: I reckon it's going to be. Whoa. You know what? I, wanna, I think. Here we go. Here, here, here we go. I'm going to your Wembley curse. Here we go.
0: One nil Burnley. <laughs> There's a reason why you're 2-0 down so far in the predictions. Uh, I'm going to go with an easy one. This is going to be a 3-0 victory for Spurs. Um, is I'm, Harry Kane going to score? No, no. Um, oh, it's the August, I forgot. So. Sissoko, Sissoko, <laughs> Jansen. Loris? Jansen. I was going to say Loris, actually. And... Um, uh, Kyle Walker's going to come back, score the third.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what about Potts? He's going to come on the ground and score one. <laughs> yeah, How about another beach ball? Have you seen Posh Pos- is-
0: Sunderland that time? Posh is unreal. He's he's actually got real skills. On like, in training, he's un- unbelievable.
1: But yeah, I'm going to go three 0 win. Do you ever see a video of, um, when Mark Hughes is a training as a Man City coach one time? He no. hit that absolute cracker from like 35 yards. Some the of world.
0: them is just like you can't lose it. Like yeah. some some coaches just have that ability. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to go three nil. You go one nil. Burnley. Yep. That's good. I think uh, most of them we've actually yeah. were pretty different. Um, then the next and final
1: segment really is the, is the stuff that we learn on uh, mainly during the week, but some of them have become more obvious as the week have gone by. I'm going to start with you, Nick, and the, the
0: three points that you think you've, that you've learned. Uh, okay, my three takeaways for the weekend were, first of all, Newcastle, I know it's early days, but I can't see it up any other way. They're going to be fighting out for relegation. I yep. really do okay. think that they are. unless they they actually put some more money into this squad, unless they invest into this squad, there is no way that this team can challenge anyone. Like Huddlesfield, and this is nothing against Huddlesfield. They played fantastically and they deserve to win. But to show the absolute insipid uh, effort that they put in after they scored, they still had 10 minutes. To, they yeah. like, they, they, sorry, they had not 10 minutes. They had probably 40 minutes to score afterwards to and equalize. They like and they just didn't even, even towards the end. It just, there was nothing there. There was no real, there was no genuine chance for me. Uh, there's really worrying times. It is early. Um, but it, the, you can see it
1: happening from a mile away oh, this, I agree with This you. is why I, I love Newcastle This
0: is why I put Newcastle over West Ham Because I feel they have to win like, I have to get a result like, They really do They need to get off the West mark West Ham have to win as well Well that's exactly It's such a It's a do or die game yeah. For a lot of reasons um, My second well, like, It rolls into your
1: second point Yeah which make, is um,
0: I honestly think That the way this is going Early days of course uh, Billage could be gone by Christmas And you are saying this before That they um, Sam Alvarez Could be Big Sam Wouldn't that be something Going back. I wish you picked that too. That would have been good because you didn't pick, you picked, uh, I think you picked Watford and Swansea or something like that. Or yeah, i him going
1: to Watford. You just don't see me. Nah, Marco, Marco Silva won't get it. Yeah, Marco Silva's doing very well. Yeah, he it. won't
0: get done. But uh, yeah, uh, Village could be gone before Christmas the way everything's going right now. Fans are turning. West Ham fan TV. Well, it's not as nowhere near as good as Arsenal, Arsenal fan TV. TV. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, you know, they're very much on the boat of, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing. Everything's messy. They don't know what's going on. There's no real structure to this team. And I just don't. I don't know. I and thirdly, so I'll finish it off. Um, you know, There's what? There's about ten, uh, about nine days, or something like that, left in the transfer window. There is still a lot of transfers to be done. Um, this isn't just in the Premier League. Everything else plays, like Draxler, the Coutinho, Sanchez saga, Barkley. uh there um, the, uh, are the PSG going to be unloading all these players, and Mbappe could be going. Um. Yeah, there, there are like there are reports that like Messi could go like... Yeah, they could. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're, they're, stu- they're crazy reports, but like, I feel like there's still a lot to be done, especially with these teams that haven't got the scores that they want, and especially once they've played two or three games and they've gotten one point or they've gotten zero points and they're just like, well, we need to strengthen our squad. Give us money and we will do that and give us a chance of getting out of relegation because that's what yep. a lot of these teams need.
1: Yep, no, fair enough. Uh, We'll move over to my ones, and um, I think this one's probably... It's probably one of my biggest calls of the year so Ooh. far. I've only made four, so it's not very hard. <laughs> yeah. But I think that it, this year is just proving that you can still get, you know, a really good player on a cheap buy. You can still find that, you know, that, that diamond in the rough. I'm talking about Aaron Moy. I'm talking about uh, Richardson. From what I've seen so far, I'm talking about McGuire from Leicester. These are these are players that have come pretty much absolutely no names, and on a very very you know To clubs that are very Very cheap And Yeah You know They're, they're proven to be Very very good players You know You don't have to spend 50 million Minimum to get a really good player These days You can still find The good one Even with Hernandez 16 mil you there,
0: know? there is still something Called developing players And a lot of the bigger teams Forget that um, Well they don't have time for it I don't think that's why Well you know, certain teams do, but like, and I guess you wouldn't call. That's why certain teams aren't as big as other teams. Like that'd, that'd be the main argument for the Spurs because yep. we, we are too busy developing talent that we don't have any or already kind of thing. Yeah. Um. But I feel like the middle teams, especially and the lower teams, are like there is so much out there, and if you can get somebody, if you can pick someone up and you know raise their price from a million to thirty million, even if it sells off. That is such a huge bit uh, such boost a financial game, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, you could buy three players with that and three decent players for that club. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um my next point is I think Watford are a real deal this year. Um, I know I said you know, I, I raved about them earlier in the season. I think they've got a really good England core and it doesn't even matter about that the English base anymore because I think they're players that they've come in and, you know, like even and that are you know, they're starting to play really well. Um they look they look as comfortable in the Premier League as they ever have, I think. And I think they're they're going to have a very decent season. Kind of reminds me of the Bournemouth of last year. Well, and I think they'll do very well.
0: Yeah, it's funny because like when you said that, I kind of thought the Bournemouth could be on the opposite end. They they really they're looking very poor at the moment, haven't scored a goal, obviously. But Watford, um, you yeah, we we watched them against Liverpool. They were really good. And yeah, Tough. Win, a strong team. Winning good. winning away from home is always hard. Um, you know, winning beating Bournemouth two nil. Perfect result, isn't it? Like, yeah, it really is. Absolutely, no scaves, no injuries, or anything like that. They, they're looking like a good team, they're well structured. Marcus Hill was doing really good things there.
1: Yep. Um, and the final one, um, you know, talking about Raymond Rooney's 200th goal and you know what it all means, and you know, the form that he's actually starting to rediscover looks like he's enjoying his football just as much as he ever has in his whole entire career at the moment. Um, if, if this form continues, does it warrant an England call? going into a world cup yeah it's a huge call possibly i, I think it possibly does it depends how much he, he he does during this season um but you know as a as a guy that will be probably the most senior player on the team if he goes back into that squad is it worth having him in there um i think to a certain degree yes and probably a lot of people disagree with me but you know with someone of that much experience and that many goals and I think that, you know, if England are in trouble, which, by, you know, if you look at the past, so they're always going to be in trouble definitely by the way they operate, that some of his experience can really pull them out of a couple of ditches um, if they're in that in that kind of trouble in the next year
0: or two. Yeah, um, Rudy's a – it's a really cool story at the moment, isn't it? Like, he's so – who's so well appreciated right now by the Everton fans. They, they, you know, he looks like he's having fun. It's great to see him starting, like, uh, yeah, and it's great to see him getting like a significant amount of game time. He got taken off today at the ninety in the ninetieth minute. Like, it yeah. shows that like, yeah, you know, he's, he's not getting. It's not like he's playing a half of football. Yeah, he's
1: he's, he's really um, contributing.
0: Yeah, whether or not he should start in the England team, a lot of it depends on how they want to structure. It. Like, a lot of it want A lot of people want to um just push the youth and put the push the young players. You do need to balance the experience out because if you put a bunch of twenty one year olds in. Like unfortunately, it's not going to be able to stand no, up against the bigger way. bodies. Uh, yeah, there is a there is a leadership quality Rooney really has that I think l- thinking on, of the um the squad on off the top of my head is probably unmatched by anyone because yep. most of those players have gone away or retired. Uh, just on that, I I was just thinking like if Rooney came in, first of all, where would you play him?
1: The similar kind of role he's playing at Everton, a little bit reserved from the back, but I I wouldn't be starting him. I think he's kind Coming of a guy, that, yeah, he's a guy that yeah, is a guy that would probably come off the bench at a time at need.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And lastly, just because I was on that and I was thinking about the older players, Joe Hart. Um, would you start? Would he be the England goalkeeper? No way. Okay. Not in a million years. Now he has been. He's been the England goalkeeper for a while now. Yeah. So first of all, who takes over?
1: It's either Butland or Pickford. I don't. Know. Who would you pick? Well, they're both becoming very good goalkeepers. To be yeah, honest, yeah, they are. I think they're, they're um, both become. Butland fantastic. before he
0: had, got injured. I think it was last season he was by far the best goalkeeper in I the league I think
1: Batlin gets his chance first and then Pickford next.
0: Yeah, I I'm very it's crazy to see that a player like Joe Hart could actually still be the like no, a national goalkeeper but like he has been stuff. that's what I mean like how could somebody who makes that many mistakes and even on the weekend I know yeah, people might say it's harsh, but like the goal that was put past him, the two non-penalties, cause penalties, you know, they're they're very hard. But the one that got put past him, he was very slow to react. It's it's almost like, and I heard some people say this as well, so I can't credit it, but he's sometimes he struggles actually going to the left. Left is like his weird side; he kind of struggles with. Yeah, which if you're a goalkeeper and you can't
1: go yeah, go to one, one side, side as well as you the other, need two sides and you can go. Yeah,
0: exactly, and it's just like. It shows a bit and it shows like it's like it has to be time to move on, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, possibly.
0: Definitely. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to the Total 90 Premier League podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. My second wife, Mickey Kennedy is going to take us out. Take us out, Mickey.
1: Uh, looking forward to seeing Liverpool win again and Tottenham losing um, <laughs> and being able to talk about it all again next week. So hopefully you guys can tune in and listen in and what we've got to say. It's the best
0: year of the Premier League because we're going to take you all the way through it. That's exactly right. See you guys
1: we yeah.